All right, welcome to Joyce Eclectic, where we talk about the good and the bad and the interesting and all sorts of music. Uh, so let's get into it. episode uh i'm parker i'm matt and i'm chad yeah and you'll eventually recognize your voices hopefully um or maybe not nope <laughs> <laughs> and so we've got a couple topics that we're going to talk about today and just for an overall intro we're gonna talk about yeah several topics each week and we'll ask for submissions and feedback and all of that on last week's topics and we'll let you know some of the next week's topics as well so you can kind of provide some stuff for that but uh otherwise that's that's about as much of that intro as we need. Uh, how are you? How have you guys been doing? Been doing all right. Uh, what have you been listening to? I've been listening to a lot of more varied stuff. Since I started working at the coffee shop again, mm -hmm. my Spotify time has exponentially increased. <laughs> because, I mean, when, when we go to the shop, whoever's working puts their phone on and like just picks the music for what's playing in there. That can so either I, be really good or really bad. <laughs> yeah, it, really it can good. be a little bit of both. I've got like a special playlist that I'll put mm -hmm. on a lot of times. If I'm just like, I don't really care right now, it'll just play a lot of things that I like, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, or I can just kind of like pick specific music. But one thing I would say that I've been listening to a lot lately has been uh, Pianos Become the Teeth. They're not the newest album. The newest mm -hmm. album just came out, and it is also really good. Is that the artist or the The, the artist is Pianos Become the Teeth. Okay. Let me uh, their second to last album, uh, Keep You, mm -hmm. is incredible. So back in like the metalcore days, they were a bit more intense, we'll say. A lot more screaming, <laughs> a bit heavier. But yeah. then they came out with Keep You, and it is a lot more along the lines of like Kevin Devine Manchester Orchestra. Hmm. Fairly clean vocals with maybe a little bit of you know harshness every now and then in the really big parts. But for the most part, just really good songwriting, super good guitar, uh, just a lot of really good soundscapes, and I'm a huge fan. Hmm. I found it uh, maybe a year so ago. I can't stop who are some similar it. artists that you might be able to compare these guys to. Yeah, I would say Manchester Orchestra's okay. Kevin yeah. Vine, mm -hmm. Bad Books, like a lot of their kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, maybe a little bit of Circus Survive, with like, mm -hmm. but less delay and reverb. Kind of stuff. <laughs> so a little bit more like the kind of parts that they would play, yeah. and and maybe a, a slightly less sweet vocals than, mm -hmm. than Anthony Green usually does, but yep. yeah, somewhere, somewhere kind of in that That's genre. interesting. Yeah. I really haven't listened to Manchester Orchestra very much either, so I can't even quite place it, so that would be interesting. I mean, Everything to Nothing is... an excellent album yeah, yeah i definitely i'd love some recommendations there and you just gave one so yeah there you go <laughs> i will definitely bring some i'll listen back to the podcast and but yeah i've heard of them a lot of times and just never gotten around mm -hmm. to it but but more specifically yeah. pianos become the teeth yes pianos become the teeth so good. keep you do I, you know uh, what year that came out mm, 2013 or 14 okay yeah it's not like super new, but it's super good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, speaking of coffee shop Spotify accounts, I was at a coffee shop this Sunday, and I was sitting there reading my book, uh, and 
on the stereo, you can. Uh, they were playing worship music when I first got there. You know, oh, being yeah. Sunday morning, and uh, yeah. you know the people there are probably missing their church, and you know they they felt like they could play some worship music, and that was totally fine. So there was probably about thirty minutes of uh, good worship music going on, and then all of a sudden, one song had died out, and Miley Cyrus's "Wrecking Ball" came on, <laughs> <laughs> and from then That's on, excellent. it was just like dirty pop music. <laughs> And they're like, all right, enough yep. of this church boy. And then to to kind of like top it all off, like near near the end of my time yeah. there, uh, Hosiers take me to church. Wow, <laughs> just bringing it full circle. Yep. Oh my goodness, that's really funny. Yeah, but that was always kind of like a. I've never worked in a coffee shop, unfortunately, but that's always been like a romantic thing to me. And I'm sure the reality is not so romantic. But I always told myself like it would be so nice just to work in a coffee shop and just to put on music, like to specifically make a playlist, mm-hmm. and that like. That's my time. Like well, when you're in my coffee shop, uh, that's my. You're listening to my music. It depends a lot on the volume of customers you have. That's because, true. Yeah, because when I first started at, at the coffee shop that I work at, it was a lot smaller, and there was a there was a, like you could go whole evening shifts seeing like five or six people. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we had a record player, and we Ooh. only played vinyl, mm-hmm. which was great. Like really? we had a huge selection of vinyl. And Is this in the first stuff? stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was in the uh, the OG. Uh, and it, and it could it could work out really well because you got to play a lot of like your own music or whatever you wanted to listen yeah. to and obviously like vinyl has its own sweetness but if it got really busy you'd end up listening to the same side of an album like five, oh, six times man. because it's yeah. like I I have a row of customers to take out I don't have time to like find and put uh, on any record so I'm just yeah. gonna restart this one over and over yeah so which they may not notice yeah, but they, yeah, you definitely they won't care but I've heard the same song yeah. the same like set of three songs about six times yeah. I'm dying man so we finally switched over to using our phones uh, like a couple like a year and a half after yeah. that and it was it was really nice at the time I uh I worked at a barbecue restaurant I was a cook uh, line cook and most of the guys I worked with were into either country or hip hop yeah. and especially like in college. <laughs> College, me, nah. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh, so I used to listen to my iPod, which, you know, the manager had no problems with at all. I would just put in, like, one earbud, and then, you know, the other yeah. ear I could still hear. Uh, well, that manager got fired, and we had a new guy come in, and nice. the first thing he did was put a big sign on, like, the refrigerator door <laughs> that said, no one should be listening to earbuds or anything like that oh, anymore. Man. So instead, uh, what happened was one of the guys, one of the other cooks, got a boombox and <laughs> brought in... Two CDs for us to listen oh, to, perfect. both hip hop, and so that became my uh, usual. Oh no! Uh, my usual music when I was working, and it immediately became a miserable place to work because yeah. the only thing that saved it before was the music. Yeah, and I was very, yeah. very unhappy. And that that same manager ended up firing me. Uh, <laughs> oh, not two months after he started. So even though yeah. I had been there well over a year at that oh, point, wow. I have some, I have some nightmares of. Well, that's a strong word, but working at Burger King. Uh, I mean, during the day shift, everything's just hunky dory. It's just listening to the same songs yeah. over and over again on the. Now, thing. Do you guys like have a radio station? Yeah, yeah. it was something like that. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of you know satellite radio or whatever. Sure. Um, but then when I worked the late shift, every once in a while somebody would bring in a boombox, mm-hmm. and sometimes that was great because they put on something I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Most of the times, not. Yeah. <laughs> so whether that be hip hop or whatever, but my like the worst memory I have of any of that was um, a female manager who was she was just the worst, <laughs> like, <laughs> and she was listening to music. It was. Um, uh, not Dougie or something along those lines. Wow, I sound really Dougie. I don't know. Good old Dougie. Um, He's so Oh, fresh. it's a, you know, show me how to Dougie. Show me, show oh, me yeah, how to Dougie. Yeah, yeah. Or Teach me song. how to Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie, yeah. yes. 
She had that. She playing on one of her employees' phones that she borrowed, like uh-huh. a smartphone, and had it held up like under her, between her shoulder and her ear, like that, and was just walking around and like kind of singing that to the other employees, but like in a gross way. And I was like, "Stop! <laughs> this is so uncomfortable." <laughs> I uh, I, for the most part, had fine memories of Burger King, but that one That's definitely sticks out as not fine. Oh, man. Well, I hate yeah. for you. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, uh, well, what have you been listening to? Yeah, I've been listening to... Great question, man. Um, a lot. I mean, a lot of stuff this week. I'm kind of listening to some stuff, you know, just for finding for here. But the one album that I listened back through, not for the first time, but... Um, hadn't listened to in a while, but Abandoned Kansas album Alligator... I don't know if you guys have heard that at all. It yeah. came out in like 2015. And it was, I first heard it because it came out on Bad Christian Records. Yeah. Um, and I think it was their first artist that they actually published the album for, but. Man, it's really good. Um, there's, it's weird because I mean it's kind of just straight rock for the most part, um, but like kind of, I mean creative and has some good ambient stuff going on at the same time too, um, and like really good grooves a lot of times. Yeah. So, but there's some stuff that I'm like I don't really care about that by itself, uh, individual bits and in songs, and then I wish I had examples that I could pull up right now, but I don't. Um, but then there's other parts that are just so good that are redeeming qualities for the other bits that I don't care about. Yeah. And yeah. there's one there's one song especially that I think if the rest of the record were decent, like this song would save it for me, where it's um, it's just uh, him and his acoustic guitar, and I, they recorded it, I think, live, him walking down a sidewalk or whatever, so you hear like cars uh, go, yeah. driving by and all that kind of thing. Um, and it's about his dad and how... Uh, I think it's called What You Meant. And the whole thing is like, like you didn't say I love you, but I knew what you meant kind of thing. And it's just, ugh. And right at the end, like he's singing the last verse. And it might be the last line, or there might be more to the song, and he just couldn't make it, but he just like busts out crying. Be my anchor, buried in cement. And I will show my children, they'll know how much you meant. Damn it. Oh, it's so good. And yeah, I don't know. Especially, I mean, you know, I have the joy of having parents that I know they love me and I love them. (laughs) But I know that's not the case for everybody. So those kinds of songs always hit me really hard. Um, But yeah, so that album, uh, Abandoned Kansas Alligator. So I have to ask, is the the Bad Christian label associated with the Emory guys? Yeah. So they they started that. It's more of a distribution deal, really. It's kind of like indie artists and they distribute it so they don't have a whole lot to do with it they also don't take a big cut i don't think yeah i haven't paid attention to it in a while um so i don't yeah. really know but it is associated with them okay. so yeah i, I wonder yeah. just because of their their podcast the bad christian yeah podcast exactly uh, yeah so it's anyway. and it's i mean it's a kind of slew i think the main guy that runs it is actually i believe is matt mcdonald from the classic crime uh i think but i can be wrong I don't know. I wouldn't know the difference. Yep. <laughs> Which that's also a great band for uh, things. But yeah, so that's what I've been listening to this week. Uh, some other stuff too, but that was kind of the main one. Yeah. So what about you, Matthew? Oh man, I have been listening to a whole bunch. Uh, I, I I tried very hard to narrow it down. Uh, there's been a lot of really good new releases come out yeah. uh, this past week from some of my favorite bands, uh, including nice. of Montreal. 
Probably currently my favorite band of all time, I'd have to say. Uh, uh, currently of all currently time. Currently of all yeah. time. <laughs> that changes a whole lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I think, like last week I was saying my favorite band growing up was probably Black Sabbath or Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that still holds true, but uh, I discovered it in Montreal in college. And yeah. holy moly, like those guys just <laughs> they rocked my world. Um, yeah, it, it, they're just weird and mm -hmm. wacky and psychedelic yeah. and like kind of transsexual and just yeah. bizarre in every way but it's such <laughs> have you ever good seen music. them live three times yeah i'm it going is to see them for the fourth time uh next month they're yeah. coming to nashville nice which i'm super stoked about uh, <laughs> but they just released a new album uh two weeks ago i think uh and it's only six songs long but each song is well over like seven minutes yeah uh, and it's it's crazy it's it's out there, um, like their their past two albums have been more uh, kind of like rockish driven. Uh, like they they started out as pretty much like an acoustic violent femmes punk piece uh, back in the late nineties, yeah. and ever since then they've just gotten progressively different. And each album is very different, which I really appreciate. Like they mm -hmm. put out just straight like disco records, and they yeah. put out like straight pop, and then like uh, kind of more rock, like almost Bob Dylan type stuff, like folky and. Hmm. This last one gets very uh, Prince-like in a way. Like uh, Kevin Barnes, the main singer-songwriter, is yeah. uh, using a drum machine uh, that very similar to like Prince, how he used to mm -hmm. make his old records. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff like that, but it's still very weird and just like yeah. all these weird symphonic noises. <laughs> but uh, a band that I discovered uh, uh, not a month ago that I've been really, really digging lately uh, is called Wild Child. In Texas, and I guess there's six or seven people in the band. They got kind of like a horn <laughs> section, uh -huh. uh, but they they just released a new album this year called Expectations, and I have been grooving on that album <laughs> harder than I've grooved on an album in a long time. And I, it's not the kind of album that I think I would like because it's it's very. Um, it's almost like Alabama Shakes meets Adele in a way. Like it's a female lead singer yeah. and. Uh, you know, it, it, I love the production style of both of those bands. Like, I love the Alabama Shakes, and mm -hmm. like what they were able to do with Sound and Color is just a great, great record. And uh, I think it won like Album of the Year at Grammy at the Grammys, and probably deservedly so. But yeah. and say what you will about Adele, but the production on Twenty One is super, super phenomenal, hmm. and I love the sound of that album. I don't love Adele. I don't really <laughs> care about the songs, but I love the sound of that record. Um, and so this band is kind of like a, a, a merge of the like very funky rock, like funky grungy garage rock kind of. Um, but then there's also like some crazy stuff thrown in there that you wouldn't expect to be in that kind of music. Like the opening track starts out with a uh, 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 ukulele. And then it kind of just like builds progressively from there. But like there's, you know, super tight drums on there, like very well recorded, like good like smashy snare and, mm -hmm. and, and like just the crisp hi-hats that you'd love to hear on those kinds of records and the vocals just blow me away like every single song is just crazy good um there's like a couple tracks on this record where the lead singer gets so into it that like uh it's violently clipping on the on the yeah. song but you don't care because like yeah. it's so into it it's like so good yeah uh but i've been really digging those guys um i try to make a monthly playlist every 
month on Spotify with like my new stuff. So mm-hmm. I'll uh, put that in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> so please feel free to follow me on yeah, Spotify. Just T, thank you. Uh, plug, plug, plug. Plug, yeah. plug, plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, 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 please. I want more followers. Uh, uh, I make a lot of really good playlists. At least I think they're good. Uh, in fact, my most recent playlist uh, was a sex playlist because because marriage. I mean, yeah. It's, <laughs> I think, yeah, we're all married, uh, so we know what that is. Uh, um, but if you if you want to check out my latest playlist on Spotify, it's called When It's Time, and I think there's some really, really good bangers on there. No pun intended. Bangers. <laughs> but anyways, that's what I've been into lately. Yeah. Speaking of, of Montreal, like, so I saw them at Bonnaroo one year, hmm. and the only song that I'd really heard by them was Wraith, Pen of the Mist, oh, which, I mean, like, is a really cool song. And probably, I love, like, their biggest... Yeah, like, arguably, it's probably yeah. their biggest song. Uh, and, I, and I think that song is really cool, but I did not expect what happened that year to oh. uh, be... Yeah, I don't know. Like, listening to that song, I didn't expect the giant theatrical, like, yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. costume changes mm-hmm. every song, basically, and, like, these weird skits that they were doing the whole yeah. time, and, like... Their guitar player was absolutely nuts. And then, like, at the end of the show, they broke everything. <laughs> like, they, I mean, they smashed every guitar that was on stage. Yeah. They, like, were throwing keyboards on the ground. The drummer lost all of his drum set to the crowd at some yeah. point. And, like, wow. just shards of, of guitars were everywhere. Well, that's the thing about, like, of Montreal is uh, they've been, I mean, a lot of people would argue that Kevin Barnes is not the nicest guy in the world. Uh, he kind of, like has interchanged like uh, his bands over the last couple of albums depending on what the sound he wants is like yeah. uh like two records ago he basically fired the rest of the band and got oh, a, a bunch of new guys in there because he liked like their sound better yeah. which like you know you might argue is kind of a dick move but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's what it is for what you're doing but like what yeah, they do live is crazy like the last time i saw them uh was right during the election so they had like oh, wow. giant uh <laughs> trump heads yeah. like people come out with giant trump heads and giant hillary heads but like they like you could tell it was those people, but the heads were all covered in like penises and vaginas, and like they had them <laughs> fight each other. <laughs> oh and uh, yeah. there was like it, like the background screen like went from super psychedelic to like just straight up like violent looking genitalia, <laughs> which was the most bizarre thing. Yeah. Um, about halfway through the set, like. Uh, he was dressed as a woman the whole show, and about halfway through the set, he, like, it, which is crazy because like. He's, I mean, he's not like a manly man or anything no, like that, no. but he, he plays like this, you know, candy red SG the whole yeah. show. So mm-hmm. it, like, it's, it's just a badass looking like <laughs> set, the whole thing. Then he like starts like, I don't know, like stripping off his clothes mm-hmm. all slow and stuff. And he's like down to a red thong and you're like, all right, I guess this wow. is happening now. <laughs> this is where but we are. We're like playing this super hard, like heavy, fast rock. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Like, That's I so guess funny. I can, I can take that. I've honestly never listened to Montreal because that did not expect that from something about the name uh, made me think like more folksy lighthearted something or other and obviously not (laughs) yeah i mean they really have kind of been all over the place yeah what you just described is probably the least shocking thing you could have said about that band having seen them before Yeah. yeah man honestly and that's not like it's not to say that i love everything they do because for a band that's put out pretty consistently like one album a year since yeah. 1997 like you can't expect everything to be a hit and there sure. are some duds yeah. in there and like mm-hmm. some directions they take is like eh, okay but you know i mean just i i can absolutely respect any band that goes so bold oh, you know sure. on every record and you never know what to expect yeah so yeah yeah cool quick note too i think um and i might cut this out if we don't end up doing this but i'll probably go back and add some 
some of the tracks that we talked about or whatever just under what we were saying just then. Mm-hmm. So if you hear heard any music while we were talking, that was whatever band we were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, unless I don't end up doing that, in which case you won't hear me even <laughs> say this at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so that's what we've been listening to, I guess. Yeah. 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 Neat. All right. Well, we can go ahead and start talking about our like kind of topic, it. I guess, the cool bits section. Uh huh. We can uh, talk about the hot topic. Can we talk about the, the Spencer's the hot topic? Wow. <laughs> no, Spencer's is not okay. It's only hot topic all the time. Spencer's is way too much like novelty gifts. Hot That's, topic is where the clothing and the dope T-shirts. Do they <laughs> do they still sell? I don't know. Hot topic? I'm. Last time I there, they sold pop figures. That's it. That's yeah, what they I, I have. haven't been to a Hot Topic since 2006, probably. Yeah. So I think they just sell whatever it literally is like the Hot Topic within a subgenre. So yeah. if that's not closed right now, then whatever. whatever. <laughs> I guess not. Anyway, so uh-huh. all of that to say, we're moving into a cool bit section. moving into a cool bit section about guitar solos oh yeah this is everything that includes mostly just a guitar (laughs) it doesn't have to be wankery necessarily but just something prominently featuring a guitar in probably a virtuosic kind of situation or at least a very out front capacity Mm -hmm. because you know us guitar players only get three quarters of the love of (laughs) a lead singer so we have to do what we can yeah Anyway. Make up the difference somewhere. So I think Matt was going to start us off with his Those first example. Players. I know. <laughs> yes, uh, I I will start off. Okay, so I this is this is a topic that I don't know if I one hundred percent picked this one, uh, but I I don't know. I think <laughs> I, I, I wrote this one first. down uh, just as a as a nice cool bits, uh, more or less for the most part to just kind of get it over with. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, like What's I, I cooler think in music than cool guitar solos? Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. And and it's it's almost like a taboo word to say now when you, when you think guitar solo. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but when I think guitar solo, a lot of the times I think butt rock. Like yeah, that's the first sure, thing that yeah. comes to that's mind. Yeah. Uh, and it, or just classic rock, at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And the guitar gods' time has right. kind of passed. Yeah. Like the yeah. '80s were probably the last like true guitar gods yeah. anyway we can talk about yeah, it. but that was Keep that going. was a big challenge yeah. for me like uh not not going all classic because as i've said many times before i grew up on classic rock so yeah. it was it would have been very easy for me to pick classic um and i always had a fond spot in my heart for guitar solos uh and i think that there are if it's done well it's it's a great addition to a song um it kind of breaks up the the vocal melodies yeah. the whole time and mm-hmm. you know let somebody else shine for a little bit and there's nothing wrong with that and i think that's good and great so for my first guitar solo i went a little more recent uh not so recent anymore i guess uh, <laughs> this song came out in 2003 yeah. and that is a bummer to me uh, but early there's 2000s a 2000s indie rock man <laughs> yep no, yep uh so this is an early 2000s indie rock song probably at the peak of the indie rock movement uh, the same year Transatlanticism came out, yeah. and like all those you know giant indie records, Arguably which I'm sure we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yep, if we do a favorite album list, mm, yeah, that'll yeah. be on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but this song came out in 2003, um, and this is by a band that I originally hated. I absolutely could not stand mm. this band. I saw them on VH1, uh, but there, there's a very specific reason that I chose this song and this guitar solo, uh, and it's because this very song. 
is the one that changed my whole perspective on music uh, mm, in, wow. in the least likely way that I thought it would. Uh, <laughs> so there's a little bit of a story behind the song, uh, and I'll, I'll kind of give the long and short of it. So uh, post high, in my post-high school years, uh, so friends and I were in a neighborhood pool. Like We snuck in one night and like went swimming in a neighborhood pool. and It was a good night. It was a fun night. And uh, as we were all kind of saying, saying our goodbyes, um, uh, one of the guys got in his car and he drove like a, a red Corvette and it was like a roofless Corvette and everything. So he turned the car on and immediately his radio came on and I was saying mm-hmm. goodbye to him. And the song that came on the radio started from the very beginning. And I was like, what is that song? Like, yeah, it, it wasn't familiar or anything, but I just thought it was kind of cool. So I was like, what is that? He's like, oh, you don't know the song? I'm like, no. And so he told me about the song. And I'm like, wait, that's that's those guys? <laughs> like, no, that can't be that same band. And uh, he's like, no, it, it is. This is off the same record as that other song. <laughs> and the other song was Seven Nation Army, which yeah. I could not stand because they played it constantly on VH1. Uh-huh. And I hated the White Stripes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was still kind of in my uh, classic rock days. Like, I, I was still... In, in that phase there was very small amounts of indie rock or any other rock that i listened to yeah um but he, he played the song and kind of turned it up a little bit because he could tell i was kind of getting into it uh and i was like okay i'm kind of digging it's, it's blues it's the blues like i didn't know yeah. they still made blues <laughs> that was a dead genre and he's like no blues is still very much alive mm-hmm. and um so he he played a little more of the song and then uh the guitar solo of this song kicks in the first guitar solo of which there are three in this yeah. song uh, the first guitar solo kicks on and i was like like wait, that cannot be the same band that i've seen on vh1 playing seven nation army because that drummer sucks yeah and the guitarist <laughs> looks like a weenie with long looks black like hair a weenie. i'm like that is not the same band that does that stupid song he's like it is the very same band that night i went home and i downloaded the white stripes entire discography uh, illegally, yeah. <laughs> I downloaded the whole thing and was I like, got that sure lime wire. Lime wire. That was one hundred percent a lime wire guy. Uh, that'll come up later. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my iTunes library is still primarily oh, lime <laughs> What a mistake. Uh, but anyways, uh, the the song in particular was uh, Ball and Biscuit, which is uh, the I want to say third track, maybe it's a little further, into uh, the album Elephants by the White Stripes, mm-hmm. which is uh, their fourth studio release. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, ever since ever since that night and uh, that first experience to these guys, I've been absolutely in love with them. Uh, they're consistently... Um, one of like one of my favorite bands. Like if people ask me, like, oh, what kind of what are your favorite bands? Like, they're usually one of the four or five bands that pop into my mind. Um, mm-hmm. because I can absolutely respect any band that that does what they did. You know, the whole pretending to be brother and sister, and like, oh, let's wear <laughs> yeah. the color schemes, and you know, the whole visual appeal of them. Um, and I still think that they're they're not the most talented musicians in the world. But like, that's again, that's part of like what made me like kind of wake up and realize like you don't have to be a great like virtuosic musician to to make good music and this to me was like the best music i had ever heard mm, at the yeah. time and for a long time it really was like just not only that album but like they're going back to like their first and second records which are just like done in a bedroom like yeah. with a eight track recorder you know it's just guitar and drums like they're I'm, if you don't know who the white stripes are at this point then i don't know maybe you're probably not listening to this podcast <laughs> but the white stripes are a two-piece band with just guitar and drums uh and vocals and the drums are very primitive uh there's no flashiness to it at all and the guitar is very similar uh, yeah. a lot of the songs are just you know three chord 
blues or you know 12 bar blues and and it's it's very simple uh i didn't know music like that could still be made and yeah. and when i found out that like people are still doing that now but they make it sound modern and, and mm-hmm. good and like just heavy and like raw and i guess that's the the key word for me is yeah. raw and for years after that that's all i listen to i try to find like the rawest music I, like, <laughs> I don't want anything done in post like don't yeah, give me any of that reverb don't give me anything like that i just want this like yeah. everything has to be like the first take and that's all i'm gonna listen to because mm-hmm. that's what real music is <laughs> and uh and that's not true at all but at the time for yeah. me like that was eye-opening just to mm-hmm. just to hear that so uh mm-hmm. yeah this ball and biscuit yep here we go we'll get clean together and i'll find me a soapbox where i can shout it just like you hear that and that can only be yep. Jack White I because I didn't know this song super well I think I've heard this song once before Ashley really likes Jack White and mm-hmm. so she played this song for me at some point and uh, immediately hearing it I was like I'm like 97% sure this is Jack White <laughs> yeah. and pretty sure it's Ball and Biscuit yeah. and <laughs> I, was, like, I, I didn't know specifically what song it was but yeah. like, when I listened to this before and I was like oh no that's Jack White because yeah. that like that tone not that he's the only person to ever use a whammy effectively right, he's right. like hello Tom Morello but like yeah but that tone and that way of playing, mm-hmm. Jack White 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, it's it's almost like, it's it's like Tom Morello kind of meets Jimmy Page a little bit. Like, yeah, it's yeah. sloppy, and it's a got the, like, yeah. it's, like it's definitely built on effects. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't get that same tone, like, just through a straight amp. Yeah. But, you know, I absolutely love guitarists who can take everyday effects and just make them so distinct that no one else can copy mm, yeah. them. Yeah, totally. Like, even yeah. if I had a Wayne pedal now and try to do that, I couldn't do <laughs> it that because exactly it, it wouldn't sound the same. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, just kind of like you said, with it not being super virtuosic or whatever, that's something where guitar solos, I felt like, you know, going into like Van Halen stuff or whatever, that's, it's easy to go further and further into like more and more impressive rather than more and more Sounds musical good. or fun yeah. or just, right. you know, right. what I want to do, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of taking just a different approach to guitar solos mm-hmm. where it's more about the song, less about the just solo itself or right. whatever, yeah, totally. which um, is cool. Yeah. And there's there's definitely a lot of good music out there that does that. Um, yeah, I think I, I think the further like from the fifties and sixties like era, you get that like where the the, the solo complements the song, mm-hmm. and then once you start getting into the later seventies and eighties, yeah. it's just a wank fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but, yeah. So it's nice that 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 comes back around. Yeah. Um, here I'll, I'll go into mine. Um, yes. So this is I don't. Had you guys heard of Opeth at all? Before yeah. Oh, yeah. This? Okay, cool. So what's interesting to me about uh, about them is, from what I've heard, there's a lot of other folks that don't really listen to heavier music, but listen to Opeth, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting. That is really bizarre. To yeah. Me. It's, yeah, exactly. Like, I cause, listen to heavy music and I do not listen to Opeth. Yeah, so they're, cause, especially because, like, their screaming, their screaming is really like deep and guttural, and yeah. so I would have thought, yeah, exactly. I would have thought because of that that not many people listen to it. But like my friend uh, 
Joe Dorsey, who's in um, Ocean Architecture with me, yep. his dad listens to Yes and a lot of like um, prog rock. Prog rock. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the only prog metal band he listens to is like Opeth, which is a prog <laughs> death metal band. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but it's a band that to me, there were, uh, a friend of mine showed them to me in eighth grade. Um, oh, it's doing some weird sounds. Friends showed them to me in eighth grade, uh, and I was, I think at that point I listened to Under Oath and some of those, I mean, I still love Under Oath. Uh, yeah. Their new stuff we'll talk about whenever it comes yeah. out. I'll find out about that. But besides <laughs> that, um, yeah, so it was definitely the heaviest thing that I knew existed or whatever. And um, But also this album specifically, this is my favorite of their albums for sure. They've got a lot of good ones, but, um, but yeah, Ghost Reveries. Is a super good album and has a lot of ups and downs and is really heavy but also is really beautiful at the same time and the same vocalist is like has a super heavy scream but also like does really pretty things so all that to say kind of just about the band in general but um but this song was uh this was the only one that i bothered to learn like on the guitar back in eighth grade oh, yeah. um because <laughs> it was just fun but this guitar solo specifically is really cool. I'll play it first and then we'll talk about it a little bit, yeah. but uh, but here goes. thing that I was like what's this last note doing yeah. and it goes into a whole different like but it's so good it's, it transitions yeah. into the next phrase and yeah so it really it's does so smooth like yeah. it's unexpected but just and all of their solos honestly are so good he's a great great guitarist um but yeah I think I mean a I love the fact that it's being doubled at an octave by I guess keys of some sort or an octave pedal or something I don't totally know um, but I mean, I've listened to it a billion times and I still don't really know, yeah, but this is, have just played it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's just like, it has a weird tone where I, it might've been an octave or pedal. The only thing, cause it doesn't quite even sound like an actual guitar, at yeah. the, but maybe, I don't know. I, it's, it's fun because it also has that kind of otherworldly sort of thing where like, I don't really know what he's doing, but yeah, uh, whatever. Sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, that's all it, it, I just love it. Cause it kind of sings a song too, where it's not yeah. just. Um, wanking or whatever yeah. and they have stuff where they play really fast mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that one specifically is just really pretty you yeah, know obviously yeah. it's like really he's really technically proficient like that mm -hmm. solo would not be necessarily easy to play but it doesn't sound like it's totally removed from the songs yes. yeah like there are songs that i've listened to that sound like that but the entire time yeah and so i think that that's a really cool thing just because it it's not like a wanking solo yeah. like it's just I'm gonna play something really cool, and it's gonna sound like part of the song, but it's not the rest of the song. Yeah. Cool. Well, also the fact that, you know, I and I don't know, I haven't heard the entire song, but it it sounded very constrained, like restrained, not oh, constrained, but like restrained. Yeah. Like they could have gone really heavy with yeah. that. Like yeah. the drums could have gone crazy, and you know, you could have had much more distortion, but they kept it like, like so restrained. But it mm -hmm. it was just it, it just made it beautiful as yeah. opposed to. 
you know, yeah. heavy and, and metal. Like I, I didn't yeah, think yeah. metal when I heard. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah, no. Maybe prog, but well, certainly or maybe not. even like jazz fusion. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. They also have that. a lot of folk yeah. background. It's yeah. like I mean, it's, they're a Swedish death metal band, yeah. so like they've got Lost they, in the Woods. Somewhere. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they do that kind of like folk death metal thing where it's yeah, just an acoustic guitar, and then all yeah. of a sudden you know random things. Um, which is why, honestly, I bought my Parker guitar in the first place yeah. because it could switch between acoustic and electric. Oh, yeah, and I, yeah, exactly. Piazza pickups. I was like, I'm going to use this so much yeah. <laughs> in all of my songs. I used it like three times. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, and also the drum part, if, if you feel like going back and listening to it again, the drum part's really awesome behind it. Cause it's like yeah. the ride is switching between being yeah. on the one and being off the one. Uh, or I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like on that Upbeats. On the upbeats or on the, on the beats jazzy. themselves. Yeah. Very it's, jazz influenced. Yeah, they're super proficient. But um, mm. long story short, that guitar solo, it was the first, it wasn't the first guitar solo I learned, but it was the first one that I learned and like really cared about and was like, yeah. this is just pretty to play and fun to play <laughs> and hard to play too. Yeah. Um, but just yeah. great. So yeah. that's that one. Yes. Cool. Um, so my first one is probably the most like, classic guitar solo thing that I actually enjoy as a uh -huh. person. <laughs> uh, like, this is a really hard topic for me because just intrinsically, like, my whole being hates the idea of guitar solo. <laughs> because, like, it's, like, the classic guitar solos are all about, I'm the guitar player, I'm going to be out front right now, and I'm going to show everybody how good I am, and I'm just going to wank on a guitar for, yeah. like, a minute and a half. And that's all well and good. Like, I'm glad you can do that. It is not interesting to me at all. <laughs> I don't care how good you are at guitar. Yeah. Like, if it sounds just buck wild and not even a part of the song, like, it, it is not enjoyable to me. I would rather hear you just play a part of the song because I love the idea of, like, a group of people coming together to play diverse and, and lesser parts mm -hmm. to make a greater whole. Yeah. that mm -hmm. it, I love that... that small cog in a bigger machine kind of mentality to music yeah. and so guitar solos intrinsically just bother me because it's very show-offy yeah. and prideful and i and that's just not the way that i tend to operate mm -hmm. and the way that i like enjoy music however <laughs> queens of the stone age I, I would be remiss to do a, a section on guitar solos and not mention josh home hmm. the guy is just a monster like he is He's probably the sole person I would say today that is so capturing what Jimmy Page did. Oh yeah. I, I mean, oh, just just yes. like that classic rock mentality of like we're gonna make these killer songs and they're just gonna be like brutal in nature because of like the tones that he's getting and just like using mm -hmm. terrible guitars and terrible amps <laughs> to get these like super crushing sounds. Uh, and just be like so good at guitar and and just do everything for a band like i mean he did yeah. all the guitar parts and and sang and does everything live and i mean like they troy von Lehman does a lot of stuff for them live but even so josh home is just an incredible <laughs> guitar player uh and this the solo from uh songs for the dead is uh interesting to me because honestly if I was being real, that mm -hmm. whole song is a guitar solo. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. It, it pretty much follows this pattern of like uh, a, a heavy rhythm section of this like and then there's a break. Hmm. And in every single one of those breaks, 
he does a fill of some yeah. sort. And it's almost always different. That's They're, cool. It, for the yeah. whole, like, five-minute song, it's yeah. almost always different between <laughs> each of those breaks. And they happen all the time. That whole record, man, is just the most riff-heavy. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> just every single turn. Is, yeah. You're just amazed by the, the guitarists in, yeah. in that record. No, for sure. <laughs> he, he is a very inventive guitar player. Yes. And especially considering, like, he, he would playing a lot of drop tunings yeah. for a guy not doing like heavy metal he was playing in drop tunings yeah. and just getting really brutal with well those, they always seem to be the kind of band that just they, they flirt with that line mm-hmm. of like being a, a like a metal band yeah. like a classic metal band mm-hmm. but they're mm-hmm. they're they're so modern rock yeah. like they, they to me queens of the stone age is the definition of what modern rock should sound like hmm Yes and no. I, I agree <laughs> in part with that statement. Like, if you were thinking, like, the classic version of classic, or the, uh, excuse me, the modern version of classic rock, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Um, I, Sometimes I, you I'm, just want stuff to sound like Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, well, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> I, man, come on. I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that rock has gone in so many different directions because some yeah. of them I, I prefer wholeheartedly over that. And it's fun to make um, fun of some of them. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I'm sure there will be plenty of that. Uh, but let's go ahead and listen yeah. to it because uh, I, I can say some more things about it. But Yeah, you bet. Let's, uh, let's just get into it. Obviously, he's doing a lot of things like kind of doubling himself yeah, yeah, on that. Yeah. But he, he he tends to follow this very classic ideal of like how to construct a guitar solo. Like mm-hmm. you have the the like crazy lead in that's just like this is happening now. I'm doing a solo. It's about me. Yeah. And then you know he has this like sort of arrhythmic section where yeah. it's kind of a, a riff that he's doing, but it doesn't really sit super well with the mm. drum part into a you know double harmonic rhythm section of like mm. this is going to yeah. be super on the rhythm and it's going to be this next section and then ending with a little bit more of just a, like i'm falling apart and <laughs> the rest of the song. yeah uh but it, man like the dude's just so good and he has such a good uh, a good way of constructing riffs mm-hmm. and, and pushing the whole song forward not doing the most impressive stuff in the beginning yeah. mm-hmm. keeping it fairly tame in the beginning of the song with his little uh, interludes and, and, mm-hmm. and what he's doing there but then like progressively getting more and yeah. more complex as it goes along it has this sort of vibe of feeling like you just can't contain yourself yeah. and like I've just gotta get this music out of me man you know um, and so that's uh, yeah that's fun I feel like I mean guitar solos can fulfill multiple purposes but the one that's kind of lame is the like I'm gonna show off for a while yeah, exactly. you know yeah, yeah. kind of like we talked about but but this kind of thing, yeah, is one of those purposes that feels yeah. uh, genuine or real or yeah. fun. Yeah, that's that's definitely the word I would use to describe it. It's real. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's just so, I don't know, it's in your face without being like, 
a wake yeah. fest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, the like, podcast they're, they're episode of history that I've used <laughs> the word wake <laughs> more than yeah. anything else. It's just so applicable when you're talking about guitar it solos. Really like, is. It is and I, I know that there's going to be some demographic of folks listening that are like, I... God, I, I don't know the context of why the word wank is being used. Yeah. I just don't know. I really Mostly don't. British listeners. I, well, yeah. man, somebody out there is going to be like, they kept saying the word wank, and I don't know what that means, and then they're going to have to Google it. <laughs> oh, That's not going to be yeah. good. Google just it in like, context. Don't. Please. Or, or use I mean, a Mito tab. Like, here, we can, <laughs> uh, quick definition, wanking is doing a guitar solo that's really fast, yeah. um, but technically proficient, but sounds like butt. <laughs> Yeah, you're kind of what we're gonna yourself. You know what? Just it. just Google it. Just Google the word wing <laughs> and watch the first video that comes up. No, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> my grandparents are listening. <laughs> oh well, <I'm>... whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, Matt, what's your next one? Uh, I love Queens of the Stone Age. I'm gonna yeah. talk about them a lot more. Uh, my next one. Uh, I tried to go a little more modern again. Uh, this is a band that I have discovered within the past year. And I, uh, there's, you're going to learn, there's a lot of bands that I'm completely, like, way just playing catch up with. Like, yeah. I'm completely <laughs> oh, late to the party. Too, 100%. Um, you know, they were popular 10 years ago, and I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know those guys. Because oh, I have heard of the Beatles. The, <laughs> one times. They're the, the, the bug band? Yes. <laughs> the Beatles bug band? But it's uh, spelt like rhythm. <laughs> What's it spelled like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. um, yeah, I uh, I went a little more modern with mine. Uh, I I chose um, a song off a uh, record by Wilco called uh, the record is called Sky Blue Sky, and this is actually the record that turned me on to this band. Which, contrary to most people's exposure to Wilco, mm-hmm. which is Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, uh, another huge indie album that was a, kind of a breakthrough for for that band and. Um, you know, uh, right right around that same time, like 2003, 2004-ish, like, indie breakout uh, into the mainstream. Well, this album came out in 2008, uh, Sky Blue Sky, and it was my first exposure to them, like I said, very recently. Uh, well, more recently than I than it should be. Uh, but this is the album where the band picked up a guitarist called Nels Klein. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. he's, he's a very, very good guitarist. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best guitarists of the 21st century, hands down. Uh, he's got a lot of jazz influences uh, in his style of playing. But You haven't heard my Uncle Frankie playing. Uh, <laughs> oh, golly day. He certainly is a uh, good one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I... Uh, I, I first heard the song. Uh, the opening track is um, it's very uh, it's very soft, and I wasn't expect like after hearing Yankee Hotel Foxtrot a long time ago. Like it's it's a very experimental, I guess you could say, album. Like it opens with you know clocks ringing in the background and like a lot of weird noises going on, and you're thinking like, okay, like th- that's what kind of band this is. This this album, Sky Blue Sky, is a complete departure from like any sort of fanciness or like special effects going on in the background. Mm-hmm. It's really just the band playing, and they're like some of the best like clean tones I've ever heard on this mm-hmm. album. Like especially yeah. coming from the guitars, um, and uh, like obviously you know um, I, I I don't know I don't know where I was going with that thought. Uh, <laughs> obviously uh, though, but yeah, Nels Klein. Uh, plays guitar he plays lead guitar uh throughout this album and um he's got like one of the one of the better clean like just 
It, it just sounds like he just plugged into an amp, and it, it, it sounds so easy, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Like every Everything on this album sounds easy. Like, it wasn't hard to do, but you can still tell it was very hard to produce this album, like, to get it to sound as perfect as it does. And this whole album sounds perfect. And there are songs on here that... They're not, like, there's no hit on this album. It's really, it's one of those albums that's meant to be listened to as an entire album. Uh, but the third track is the one that I picked, uh, Impossible Germany. And on that track, when I first heard this guitar solo, which spans about half of the length of the song, <laughs> uh, so where where some people might call it a wank fest, uh, I, I didn't get that impression at yeah. all. And I don't think that just because a guitar solo is long, it automatically means, like, somebody's showing yeah. off. Yeah. And maybe they are a little bit. And I'll... I'll say like people. I think I think if you're good enough and and it helps the song enough, yeah. you can do whatever you want. You can play guitar oh, as long sure. as you yeah. want without yeah. any vocals. I like instrumentals; they're great. Yeah. Um, and that's what this song is to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Impossible Germany. There's the the vocals are done right around the three minute mark of the song, and then up until the very end, which is like it's over a five minute song, it's just guitars and and it, it like you know taking the lead. But they sound so good and and like when we play it like. Um, I think the point that I that I chose to play the song at was kind of halfway through the solo, uh, and part of the, I, part of the reason that I picked it is because it, as you listen to it, try and hear how specific each note is picked. It, mm-hmm. it seems like Nels Klein is picking each note that he plays so specifically, like he wants exactly that going on. Like there's no improvis- improvisation going on, or like I'll just go with it. Mm-hmm. It's all like it seems so carefully chosen, mm-hmm. and that's what I really appreciate appreciate about it and it's it's a little distorted but it's it's still such like a nice crisp clean tone mm. uh and i immediately fell in love with that guitar solo and i'll say for me it's one of the best guitar solos of this century <laughs> um yeah so this is uh, impossible germany all right Me every time, like I love he just the way it like goes, folds into the Yes, yeah, it just yeah, it yeah. folds so yes. so well. Like he he does that like crazy climb, and then it just drop like he the way he just drops down mm-hmm. the neck and then goes right into like the harmony with yeah. the the backing is yeah. so great. Uh, and that was the the like the very end of that guitar solo. And if you listen to the whole song, like he starts it out, it's it's very minimalist. Yeah. Like it's very uh, like every other verse, he does a little thing, and he gradually like does more and more. And you know that's kind of like the big climax of it, but just that that drop down especially just yeah. kills me yeah. every time. Leading into the rest of the song, I think that's an important thing. With so I mean, like any song, you know, the bridge going well into the chorus and the right. chorus going well into a verse or whatever is yeah. important. But like coming out of a solo, that's always good to like. It and we're going yeah. here yeah. back kind of into the rest. Into yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there there are some songs out there that do that so well. Yeah, they're just like you know you kind of. I really like a song that makes you forget what you were listening to at the beginning yeah. and then brings you back to mm. it at the end. Yeah. Kind of like a coda sort of yeah. thing. But like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
Like, and that's to me, that's one of those songs because like you get lost. Like I don't know, I get lost in that solo. You know, just that because it's it's long. Yeah. And I kind of forget what the what the melody was at the beginning of the song, uh-huh. like what the chord progression was, and then all of a sudden, like right at the end there, it, it like jerks you back into how we started this song, and that's it's, yeah. It, it ends the same way that it began. Hmm. And I really like that. Like it doesn't. Cool. It doesn't have this big ending. Like it. It dies down right after that, and yeah. it goes right back to the beginning. Hmm. So yeah, that's cool. really enjoy neat. it. Yeah. So my next one is uh, the song "Marianas Trench" by August Burns Red. And this is actually we talked about how we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the interesting. And this one's one. I, bad would be a strong word for this. Um, I, I listened to August Burns Red a lot. I have, not lately too much, but like really listened to them during Messengers and Constellation and stuff. And their guitarists and their drummers and the drummers drummer <laughs> are all so proficient and yeah. so during messengers when that album was out and they do really really technical stuff i remember a lot of people talking about like man if their guitars just did like a guitar solo how cool would that be yeah. and like talking about how you know just awesome it would be because of how great he is and mm-hmm. and all that um and so constellations came out and this song was on it and they did two things on the album. One was people also was the solo, which we're about to play. But then also there's a song where they were like, what if there was some singing? And there's like a little bit of singing on one song. Oh, yeah. I, I, it wasn't Jake, their vocalist, doing it. It was just kind of some yeah. more backgroundy stuff, which, I mean, that was fine. But it felt out of place. Like, it felt yeah. forced. And the guitar solo, this one, feels also forced to yeah. me, where it was like, mm-hmm. you know what? People want a guitar solo. Let's do a guitar solo. And so I'll go ahead and play it, and then we'll talk about it for a second afterwards. But that's kind of the context uh, going into this one. It's hard. It was hard to not just want to pick three that I loved. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But I think it's important, you know, to talk about both sides of this kind of stuff. So, uh, so here we go. So yeah, there's that. It was, I mean, it, you know, obviously he is proficient. He's doing a good job. Um, and, you know, he's kind of shredding a little bit there at the end. And it's, yeah, very technical. But just doesn't have much soul to it or substance. So, so here's what I'll say about yeah. August Burns Red. Yeah. I mostly, in high school, like, New Messengers. Yep. Didn't listen to it a ton. Like, mm-hmm. heard it probably all the way through maybe once or twice. And was like... That's fine. It, <laughs> like, it's not really necessarily my brand of metal, and so, yeah. like, I'm not really going to mess around with it too much, and I've listened to a Phantom Anthem a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's got some pretty cool songs, but, like, my thing with August Burns Red in general is they are extremely rhythmic. Yeah. They are a rhythmic metal band, yeah. and, like, a lot of the things that they tend to do are not necessarily gent, but right. the way that their guitar players play is... Us and the drummer are super linked, yeah. and we're going to do stuff like really together the whole time. Yeah. And so the idea of them doing a, a solo, I'm prepared for it to not be super melodic, yeah. because none of their guitar playing right. is super melodic. Even the clean guitar parts that they do, which again, on this album, there's some parts where they'll start out with a clean guitar part, and it's very uh, sort of pretty... But yeah. pretty in like a, like so that's kind of a nice sense. flower sort of thing where it's like, mm-hmm. wow, I can appreciate that sort of. But it's it's not like, it doesn't have any atmosphere to it. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, here's a clean guitar and some pretty chords <laughs> I am playing. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's, I definitely agree. Where yeah. there's not a lot of their stuff to me. 
like some of it's like really hard hitting and really like fun, but not very soulful. And yeah. that's why I think I haven't yeah. really stuck with them too yeah. much. Um, which again, I you know I'm sure there's stuff later on that may be different than that. Mm-hmm. I, I'd definitely be willing to go back and give them another shot um, later. And I still enjoy the older stuff. But yeah, I think what you said yeah. is totally true. And like you said, not gent, but yeah, definitely does yeah. a lot of similar kinds of things to gent, where it's like a breakdown where the drums are still hitting kind of the, the one China. and the four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like where the drums are keeping a pretty straight beat besides mm-hmm. the kick, which is yeah, playing with well, the guitars, yeah. which are doing weird things. And honestly, I feel like they kind of pioneered some of that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That gent kind of took in a different direction. And, totally. Uh, yeah. But, I want to go back yeah. to what you said about like uh, the the pretty thing. Like, yeah. You know, here's yeah. here's a pretty. It, that's to me. I I mean, I'm not the world's biggest hardcore guy. Yeah. Uh, I I like a certain amount of hardcore bands, and that's about as far as my knowledge goes. The certain uh, amount is a thousand bands. Yes. <laughs> I I like uh, 996. Hardcore bands. Ooh, uh, that's that's it. That's as far as I go. So I'm sorry if I don't meet your standards for what acceptable. Yeah. Uh, but a band like August Burns Red, that you kind of hit the nail on the head with the problem that I have with a band like that. Yeah. And I'm sure there are others out there. I couldn't name them right now, but I, August Burns Red specifically is the kind of band where, like, I can tell they're they're all fully capable of like they're all fully competent in their instruments. They oh, know what they're sure. doing. They yeah. know how to play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But none of their music shows me that all mm. of their music is just so it's so like calculated almost yeah. Yeah. it's, it's, it's like, very composed but not yeah. necessarily written like, yes obviously yes. those are both just words but well, no, I mean, it's but the things they imply true. like yeah. if you just get a bunch of guys in a room and say like hey write an album yeah. like they can do it yeah. yeah that doesn't make it good right yeah. and i'm not saying that august burns red music isn't good but it's right. very produced it's yeah. very yeah. like just way and, too yeah. clean like you know when I think of the bands that I really like and the hardcore that I really like yeah. it's a little dirtier yeah. than August Burns Red yep. typically is um, yeah, it, yeah. Just, it just is what it is I think the same thing can be said about any genre like totally. anything that's overly produced or mass produced like you're I mean, I mean, I dirty know. stuff is better than clean. I mean, for example, <laughs> Dirty Pop, Miley Cyrus, like she's way better than Wait, clean whoa. old Taylor Swift, well, or, <laughs> or Dirty Pop by NSYNC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I take that back. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, here we'll we'll keep going. Chad, what you got next? Yeah, so my next one is pretty much the antithesis of what you just played. Uh, <laughs> my next one is. So so both of my next two are what I would consider to be kind of more on the weird side. Yeah. Uh, specifically this one. This is probably the weirdest one that I brought this week. Um, it is... <laughs> well, okay, so the band is called The Sound of Animals Fighting. Mm-hmm. And the way that this tended to go was... They, this was actually off their second album, but the way that they made records was they would the story goes that at the time they were all locked into their record deals and they wanted to make an album together, but it was like, well, but our, the deals that we've signed won't let us do that. And so we Mm -hmm. can't really do this thing. So they kind of did it in secret. They all adopted these monikers of animals. Uh Uh, So like Anthony green famously is the Ram. Uh, Some of the guys from our expandits were the guitar players and, and I can't really remember everybody else, but But that was kind of just like they all have their the animal like the nightingale or the yeah. ram or the whatever, uh, and they played these parts. And so in the album credits, it just says the ram, the nightingale, the whatever. 
But it's like obviously that's Anthony Green. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the thing is like you know years later or, or you know however much time later they mm. actually finally got to play shows. And yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's very neat. Yeah, it, I didn't realize. Yeah, that no, I mean it's kind of a, a neat story to like a band that is kind of weird. Yeah, and, and their music is sort of weird because the guy that produced the records for the most part they would send parts into him and he, he would give them very like loose guidelines about mm-hmm. like what the song was and then they'd send him these parts and he would mix them all together which means that they didn't always like fit super well together because yeah. they're not always like talking to each other and writing parts together they just got this mishmash of songs and so what you end up with is music that sounds kind of discordant hmm. like the parts don't always play with each other super well okay and it comes out kind of sounding like animals fighting so <laughs> and so interesting I guess I'm kind of thinking Captain Beefheart. Like I, I have not listened to Captain Beefheart. Okay, because that's what yeah. Captain Beefheart's band is. It's like yeah. they're all playing their own thing. Yeah, the cow uh, used and, to be part of this out of animal fight. And he died. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Beefheart. They went out and did. Yeah. No, but so it's it, it definitely is its own thing. And this, for those of you who are going to be totally just caught off guard by this, there are two main guitar parts happening. One is a repetitive kind of riff that happens that will change keys also later on and it's very fast uh and then there's also the like guitar solo that's Mm -hmm. happening that is so they do this controlled chaos thing Mm. really well actually because the guitar solo sounds really random yeah but it's not like the guy knows what he's playing that's something i like to talk about sometimes too (laughs) yeah yeah, that is something that i just like dig on is this controlled chaos idea it's something do you ever see go radio sessions i have not listened to go radio sessions but i know who you're talking about so good yeah keep going let's let's go ahead and listen to this and i'll kind of talk about it after get after it so yeah it's inter- it sounds kind of like a jam session yeah. where they're like all right you yeah that, that was cool we keep doing that i'll try something different yeah <laughs> that sounds exactly like everybody was like kind of dropping out and they were like yeah wait no no no, no. like <laughs> yeah that was good like, the key change yeah. also was yeah. really was really good there in the middle that was i feel like that helped give it some sustenance to yeah so that's kind of the thing like if you get too lost in the weeds on it no i mean like like, really if you get lost in the middle of it you're like i don't know what's happening this all sounds like noise because the only like the things that are anchoring it are the second guitar player and he's with the drummer the whole time and they do they just keep going that and so it's really funny because you'll you'll have like the weird guitar part that's happening over it that's kind of the solo but in this weird mode the whole time and playing a lot of really dissonant notes and seems all over the place, yeah. but he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And then they have these hits where it's like, hmm. 
oh, they're all together. Yeah. Because they do that key change, and he's with them. Like, yeah. it doesn't change into this horrible noise fest, mm-hmm. although arguably it is. The time. <laughs> and then you, you hear the end of the song where they, like, actually go into this whole, like, beat and back into the rest right. of the song where it's, it's like, they were together the whole time, but it sounded wild in the meantime. Right. And that's, that, I love that. And also, yeah. I think the fact that it's, as opposed to, that, if it were that also, it would feel like, this is kind of boring chaos. Yeah. Where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still chaotic, yeah. but like, uh, I don't know. It's it, would it just gives you something to latch on to. Yeah. So, so like, is an enjoyable part of the song, totally aside from what the guitar yeah. player is actually doing yeah. during his solo. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought two things when I was listening to this. The first thing I thought was, this is a musician's song. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Any musician is going to be like, holy crap, wow. Yeah. Uh, and the second thing I thought was, video game boss fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, brilliant. That, that presses all of my buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Musician's music is an interesting thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, bebop. I mean, no, oh, no, for sure, no yeah. non-musician would ever care about that. Even lots of musicians, myself included, yeah. would... Some of it's fine, and then yeah. some of it I'm like, I don't really care. It's like no. jazz, but for not regular people. <laughs> As if jazz were just for mostly regular people anyway. At the time, some of it, it kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. And I some mean, of it, I mean, like... That's America's music. Who doesn't well, love Frank Sinatra, you know? Me, actually. Oh, who... <laughs> anyway. Who is Chad, is what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, that is yeah. part of it. And, yeah. I, and I think that this, this is one of those bands that was like, we're going to take... All of everything that we know and turn it into something kind of crazy. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just Why not really, go for it really instead cool of just song. hold Mac and mm-hmm. being like yeah. halfway there? And also preface. So this this is from an album called Post This. Post Yeah, I guess actually. <laughs> yeah, more actually. Uh, but this is from an album called The Tiger and the Duke, which really only has about four actual songs on it. Huh. It has eight tracks, but it's because every song is like preceded and postseded hmm. by weird instrumental stuff interesting I love those it's really cool yeah. i love the whole thing i'll listen to this whole album in its entirety as i do most albums mm-hmm. but yeah there's about four actual songs that there, there's like of... act one act two act three yeah. act four those are the songs and then there's interludes between each one that always like i never know quite how to feel about that because I, I mean there's some records i love that are just eight tracks but at the same time and it's like eight long songs like yeah, you were saying yeah. with of montreal yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. where they had six songs with six long songs and part of me is like i feel a little bit gypped but also like right. this is technically more music than you know a pop record that has yeah. 10 songs that are three minutes long each mm-hmm. but it's it's a weird dichotomy kind of yeah. feelings there yeah but it, it depends also how i mean first of all I, i'm not owed anything so oh, yeah. Yeah. you know <laughs> right. there's that yeah. but um yeah it's it's just an interesting kind of overall Thing. I think, and also on the opposite end of the spectrum, I love seeing an album that's like 20 songs long um, with, you know, some songs that are like 30 seconds, because yeah. I'm like, hey, this is one of those that, yeah. yep. Yeah. Like, come on, uh, feel the Illinois. Yep. It's like, <laughs> or, uh, man, what's his sure first we'll album? More about that, that. Um, his first album, it has some songs that are just like, is that uh, Seven Swans? No, it's way before Seven. Well, I don't know about way. Before. I think it's two albums before Seven Swans, and he recorded it himself, and it was like probably nineteen or something. But there's some songs where it's just him and his friend or his sister or something record. They recorded themselves, and then just like yeah. stuck their voices up two octaves, and so they're just like, oh, "Will you, uh, will you pass the 
a pepperoni <laughs> And that's like the song. <laughs> it's like just 30 seconds of that. Yeah. Now he's Dude. writing Academy Award winning music. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, what a Can we do time. a whole episode on Sufjan? Man, he's great. That would be also, The Age of Odds, like, I, that took me... I still haven't really gone back and le- like... D- d- dope? Because dived? I think I think that's one of those albums that, and we're getting completely off topic. Yeah, totally. That's okay, I think uh, that's one of those albums where like it's work. There's a lot of yeah. albums that are yeah. great, but 100%. they're work to yeah, listen yeah. to. And this, I did not feel like putting in the work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah the first time I listened to that, it was not like this is amazing. It was like <laughs> I don't know what to do with this in my mind. But goodness gracious, Batman! <laughs> yeah. Holy crazy music! <laughs> All right, Matt. What's your third one? My third and final guitar solo uh, had to be. Led Zeppelin because yeah. I would have <laughs> kicked myself if I didn't pick my absolute favorite band of Which all time. Which is quite time. difficult. Yep. Uh, my absolute favorite know, guitarist guitar of all time. I have kicked myself every night for the past 12 years. <laughs> just right Oh, congrats. Uh, he just kicked himself, by the way, yeah. for all you listeners. Uh, yeah. With a straight leg. Uh, <laughs> up, kicked myself. One uh, straight leg. That was the one that kicked you. With one yeah. straight leg. Yeah. <laughs> Both straight legs. Sorry, I keep interrupting. Wait, wait, what is the what is the there's a movie where the guy like kicks people like with one leg and then he kicks them with the other leg and then he kicks them with both. Oh, it's uh what movie Kung, is Kung Kung Pao? Probably is that it? probably Kung Pao. I'm ninety percent sure that's yeah. probably Kung Pao. If it's a goofy Kung Fu, it's a goofy movie. Yeah, it's a it's a it's is he fighting a chicken? I mean a cow because that happens. Yeah, keep going. You're good. Anyways, yeah my my third pick was Led Zeppelin. And I, honestly, I could have picked any number of their songs. Jimmy Page is my all-time favorite guitarist. Uh, I fell in love with him when I was a wee lad. And uh, I fell in love with him primarily because uh, he was a heroin addict, and I really yeah. wanted to try heroin. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're like, I could really go for some crank. No, I love Les Emlyn because they're the, they're the pinnacle rock band. Um, everyone knows them. Everyone loves them. Uh, most people love them, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I, I became familiar with all of their music before I became familiar with anybody else's music. Um, I listened to all their albums and, and that's kind of how I grew up. Um, but yeah, the, the main reason that I became attracted to a guitarist like Jimmy, Jimmy Page was because he's a sloppy guitarist. And when I was first starting out, especially with guitar, I wasn't good. And Mm -hmm. I always thought to myself like, you know, he's not very good either, which is a silly thing to think. Because he is very good. But at the time, I thought, like, he doesn't have to perfect what he's doing. Like, why should I have to perfect it? Like, I can make good music that's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, which is a good... Honestly, that's a really yeah. good lesson. I, I think mean, it is. So, Absolutely. like, that's something that I struggle with writing stuff now and feeling like, oh, it's not perfect. Uh, it sucks. Yeah. But yeah. that's a great thing to have learned. Yeah. I mean, and nowadays, yeah. like, I listen to music. I I really listen for those mistakes that yeah. you can hear in the in the cut because, again, it goes back to the yeah. whole raw thing. Like, yeah. I'm still attracted to that. Yep. And, and I like, you know, some things that are perfected and, and made to sound very good. But I also like when the vocalist kind of misses a note a little bit or is mm-hmm. a little flat or the guitarist doesn't quite hit, you know, this mm-hmm. thing or the drummer kind of slows down a little bit. Like, um, I always have a problem with click tracks because like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, click tracks suck. But that's <laughs> not point. Um, but yeah, uh, Jimmy Page is my favorite guitarist probably of all time. Uh, and he's got any number. I mean, there's nothing I can say about Liz yeah. that hasn't already been said. Uh, so yeah, we'll play the clip. Uh, this is the song Since I've Been Loving You uh, from their third album, Led Zeppelin 3. And uh, it's a banger. What a clever name. Led Zeppelin 3. <laughs>
classic. It, I mean, it yeah. is. There's, no, classic. Is, yeah. There's not much yeah. else you can say about it. I mean, I think we all know that solo. We all know that song, obviously. Um, that's If you haven't yes. heard that song before... We, we do. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> says for those of you who may not have heard that song, uh, obviously Liz Evel is known for... You will find out very shortly. I have little to little knowledge that's of great. classic rock things. Perfect. So, yeah. this is gonna, this I can good. talk all day about it. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm obviously, so glad that there's somebody here to represent that genre. <laughs> oh yeah, more yeah. actually. Like, yeah. I mean, like I, I, I can appreciate classic rock because I grew up listening to it with my dad and all that. Yeah. But like, I don't listen to it. Now, yeah. So. And apologies yeah. for the the semi bad quality there. I literally uh, ripped that uh, sample from my iTunes, which was taken from the record, the vinyl <laughs> oh, yeah. that I have nice. of that album. That's awesome. That I transposed the vi- uh, to uh, iTunes, yeah. uh, so that's why you hear the scratchies. Mm-hmm. Um, you but mean the warmies. The warmies, <laughs> yeah. As all as hip folks would call it. The warmies. Um, you mean hip dysplasia? Yes. Yeah, because we're all those folks that are the people fake hips now. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to my hippies. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I picked that song in particular because... You know, everyone or most common fans of classic rock would say like, "Oh, it's Stairway to Heaven." That's Led Zeppelin, or like you know, <laughs> yeah, so whatever. Or you know, the opening track off Led Zeppelin Three, "Immigrant Song," which is a great song. I mean, the, yeah. Led Zeppelin Three is consistently my favorite record hmm. by Zeppelin because it is to me the only record where they, I guess, not the only record where they take chances, but it's it's the only record that that is vastly different from the majority of the other things they do it's it's very for the most part it's very acoustic driven uh that song being an exception and you know songs like the immigrant song Mm -hmm. uh but there's a lot of acoustic guitars on there there's a lot of very folky stuff um but i picked since i've been loving you in particular because that to me is one of the most sloppily done like Mm -hmm. i i just picture his thought process as he's in the studio recording that like Probably what what really should I do drunk. next? Like, I don't yeah, know what to yeah, do yeah. next. Here we go. Like, I'll, I'll just do this. Maybe that'll sound good. And some of the notes, you can't quite tell if, like, the... Mm-hmm. Like, some of them were kind of flat or the wrong yeah. note. It's yeah. like, I don't know if that was on purpose or not. Yeah, But whatever. Exactly. There but you like, go. stylistically for what they're yeah. doing, it works yeah. for that. Exactly. Right. And, I, and I feel like it really is one of those things where it's like, this may have been the, the third time or whatever they'd taken mm-hmm. a pass at this right. solo. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I've kind of done something different the whole time. Or yeah, every exactly. time it's been a little bit different. Yeah. And this is one they were like, I think that's your best one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that kind of stuff like, yeah, is obvious in their live performances, yeah. especially. Like, you'll never hear the same solo hey, twice yeah. from yeah. him. Uh, and that, I mean, that's a, that's a trend among classic rock, I think. Yeah, like, totally. All totally. those guitarists were just kind of doing something in the studio, and then they do something else live. Yeah. Uh, but I think the studio version of that That's is That's an interesting is topic, really, really too. Yeah. It's like, how do you feel as you're, I'm so familiar, like that Beneath the Mire by Opeth, mm-hmm. like that guitar solo, if I went and saw them live and they played and something they different, play I'd be like, I mean, I'm cool, but like, that was such a good song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So exactly. it's, it's uh, there's yeah. a tricky thing there. I, I just think that, that, that is so dependent on just style. Yeah. And I, I think that's yes. a huge topic for just genres in general because. And from, how iconic from, from, the solo oh, may be oh, or something sure. too. Yeah, you know, because if it was something like Freebird, if they did, you know, I mean, like, say what you will about yeah. that guitar solo, yeah. like, mm-hmm. the fact that we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> but, like, if, if they played that solo differently, people would be like, well, that's kind of weird. That's not what <laughs> yeah. I remember this sounding like. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know I'm real drunk right now. Yeah. <laughs> but but then you have, yeah, you know, Led Zeppelin in this song. It already is kind of a dirty song to yeah. begin with. It's mm-hmm. not super produced and very mathematically clean. It, right. it, it can be a little sloppy and a little bit yeah. different every time. And nobody's going to know the difference. And that's the other thing that I love about the, not only this song, but that band in general. Like, it, 
so much that I mean John Bonham is obviously a great drummer but Extremely the way the, the way that like the production was done on every single Zeppelin record it's also sloppy mm-hmm. and it's it's not his playing style but it's the like like you can hear the squeak of his kick pedal yeah. in, in this song in particular like yeah. Especially at the beginning when it's very quiet, like you can hear every single fault in that in, mm. in that song, but like you know, it, it's still a great yeah. production to me, especially for you know something that was made in nineteen seventy, like nineteen seventy, I think this yeah. record came out. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, crazy. Love that band. Yeah. All right, so for my last one, uh, we just got a couple more here. Um, I man, Pliny, 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 whatever. Yeah, I don't. Want to say. I think it's <laughs> my my cousin lives in Australia and he says Pliny. And Pliny's Australian, so I'm going to yeah. go with Pliny. All right. Is he Australian? Yeah, he's Australian. Oh, so, I would have thought he was called European. Yeah, so I would have thought, it because the name sounds like Russian-ish well, or something. Well, and just shred metal, man. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> well, and so but that's the thing, like, and some of the songs, too, I mean, one of the songs is called Wombat Astronaut. <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty Australian, yeah. I guess, you know, Wombats and whatnot. But, man, they, like, such, such a good guitarist, For and sure. everything is not, it's, like, technical, and beautiful at the same time Absolutely. and ugh, it's just so good and like so i was so excited when you brought something i like this. <laughs> i could honestly pick literally any of his songs i could pick a solo ironically the one that i picked the solo that's being played is actually not him playing it yeah. um he plays phenomenal ones as well but this one it's uh let's see uh steven toronto from the helix nebula who they're mm. really good too they only have one ep or album or whatever called meridian and it's phenomenal um but yeah, so it's kind of progressive metal, but also like really not very metally at the same time, and it's instrumental yeah. the whole time. Super clean. Yeah, it's super clean a lot of times, and very pretty, and like so I don't know even how to classify. It. Sometimes I'm like, is this elevator music? Like yeah. it's kind of it's kind of elevator music, but it's it's just it's so good. Totally and as a musician, like I just it gets me, it keeps me thinking the whole time. So this yeah. solo part of what I like about it is um, there's a lot of parts. I mean, a it's just awesome and impressive but also just pretty and whatever mm-hmm. i keep saying pretty because it's always but yeah. there's some bits there's one part especially where like he he bends a note and it's so like subdued or whatever like he's holding it back and not just going like, wow but like like kind of playing yeah. it a little bit hmm. and that i feel like just feels great where it's i don't know i don't have a lot of words i'll i'll play it and we'll go from there I mean, like, the things that he's doing are equivalent, I mean, for a lot of it is equivalent to wanking-type stuff, but it's so, it's, I think the thing with, like, wanking-type guitar solos, it's it's a lot of scales, it's a lot of notes that are, like, you didn't really think about it, you're just trying to play something fast, and this, it's, like, really modal and doing a lot of things that it's, like... It's there, it's obvious that it's a lot of passing tones between notes that matter. Yeah, and so yeah. that's something that's really yeah interesting. No, I, I, I 
these kinds of things to me are so different from like wanking guitar solos yeah. because it's not just let me show off and do what I can right. do. It's I'm gonna play some really ridiculous stuff, <laughs> but it's basically easy for me. So it's not that I'm thinking that <laughs> yeah. hard about this. It's just like this is what came out. And also the music surrounding, like the rest of the song is all like it's weird time signatures. It's it's really technical yeah. and yeah. stuff. Music. I mean, you could hear like the I drums. I got like, like yeah. yeah. So I think if the guitar solo were less technical than that stuff already is, weird. it would honestly sound right. weird. Like yeah. I mean, unless you know, as like one song out of the out of the bunch or whatever. But it's it's instrumental too, so like the guitar is the main point of it. Yeah. So it's it does do something different than you know a song with singing and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just the fact that it's beautifully played mm-hmm. and you know uh, is. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like Wayne. It's just yeah, great. Yeah. No, I, I like. I totally agree with you. This is one of those bands that I listen to, like uh, Animals as Leaders, yeah. and Chon, and, and people like that. Chon. Where it's like, man, mm-hmm. like they don't play a lot of solos necessarily. Yeah. And I really thought about bringing some of the songs, but I started to listen to it, and it was like, that's a part. That's not like, a solo. No, no, yeah, it's not yeah, a solo. It's just yeah. like a part of their song. Their songs are so technically proficient and so technically demanding Mm -hmm. that it's not that they're playing a solo it's just this song as a three minute whole is incredibly technically demanding and i can't bring the entire (laughs) that song for a guitar solo because it just is what it is yeah man so that's that's about it for that song for me um if you like more of that kind of thing that's i mean that kind of stuff is all over his music yes pli and i pli everything is just absolutely ridiculous yeah Yeah. we'll have a a playlist on spotify for this by the way uh (laughs) i'm I'm gonna make a playlist every week for all the songs that we talk about uh you you guys want to follow along indeed cool all right so So my last thing is a minus the bear song i'm so happy you picked this (laughs) minus the bear is probably one of my like top five bands of all time like super influential to my playing style and just like how i do music in general i will talk about them numerous times as we go through this (laughs) podcast because they they hit so many like weird places for me not only in things that i really enjoy but also some things that i just don't like about music. like i absolutely love minus the bear's guitar playing and that's all I'm going to say about it right now, because I will undoubtedly talk about it later. Yeah. Um, but th- so this is a song off of Menoseloso, mm-hmm. which means minus the bear in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it is a, I think it's their second or third studio album. And this is a band that plays a lot of really weird music and weird times, but with really cool guitar parts, but they don't have a ton of guitar solos. Mm-hmm. So... This and a lot is, of it's really clean too, a lot which of it's is super clean. Maybe just like a hair bit of overdrive. Mm-hmm. But Dave Nudson is really the guy who plays most of their solos and does a lot of their like out front guitar parts. Really, way more known for using his effects pedals and like looping stuff. He usually uses four DL4 loopers uh, live. Oh, wow, he'll program like. It, from what I've heard, a lot of their live shows is at the beginning of each song, he has to program all his loops in, and then they play the song. And if you can get away with that live and not feel like an yeah. uncomfortable yep. person, that's amazing. <laughs> you already sold Yeah. But, so let's, let's play yeah. this name. Let's do it.
so there is something to be said for me about guitar players who don't do that kind of thing very often and then like one song off one album yeah. that they did three years ago is like Oh, by the way, <laughs> I can play a lot more than this. I've yeah. just been choosing not to. Yeah. yeah. Just like, like, and I mean, like the, the extreme tapping solo and yeah. everything, but all that stuff at the beginning, like the weird, yeah. like he's doing that live. Yeah. He's ha- yeah. He has loops that he's just like hitting weird timings on, and it's, it's all bizarre. very recreatable live, and it's really bizarre, and it yeah. sounds really crazy, but like he's a very technically impressive guitar player. He just plays with restraint most of the time and serves the songs. And plays with his pedals mostly, and it's just an absolute buck wild thing to me that this yeah. guy who's super good at guitar would not play that way all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so impressive to me, and, <laughs> and that's why I wanted to read the song because it's like the one song that they have like a huge guitar solo on yeah. out of like three records. Yeah, you know? and that's crazy. I, I don't know. There's there's something just wacky about that. Like, <laughs> yeah. If I if I was a musician that was you know in the studio making a record that I know a lot of people are going to listen to, especially if it was like you know record number two and the big one was a big hit or the first one was a big hit, I, I don't know. And, and I was that technically proficient, yeah. I would want to show off a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's it feels like it's one of those that. where like maybe one of his bandmates was like, you know you can you, know, do you can do a solo if you want. Right, like, right. I mean. Yes. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And, <laughs> and, then, and then it happens, yeah. and they're all like, dude, why don't you do that all the time? He's like, he's like I, don't, I just don't really want to. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I've also run into that situation before. It, definitely, like, in the internet age, I feel like there's a lot of bands out there who will put out a record or two, and the guitarist is, you know, doing just kind of holding down the song, doing their riffs, yeah. doing, doing their things. And then it's not, it's, it's until, like, record four or five or whatever that, you know, you realize, like, oh, they can actually play and yeah. i feel like it, that's because they get a lot of people and i i know personally a lot of people that will complain of the lack of guitar solos or the lack of guitar on this record it's like yeah yeah they're fine but like the guitarist can't even play he's just doing power <laughs> yeah. his whole song and then like record three or four comes along and they're like okay fine here you go yeah, like, here's what you wanted guitar solo. Yeah. yeah and they're like oh like yeah. okay sorry <laughs> you, you actually can <laughs> yeah yeah no i i don't know like just from my own like personal what i like in music mm-hmm. That this is exactly the time that I, I have the most respect for Dave Nudson because he doesn't do that all right, the time. Right. Yeah. If he did it every song, every album, I wouldn't have as much love for this song sure. specifically, or especially the rest of their music in the same way because there there's just a beauty to that restraint. The, yeah. The, you know, in the same way that jazz is almost always about the notes you don't play as much as the notes you yeah, play yeah, sure. this is exactly the same thing to me mm-hmm. you know serve the song and then if there is a point that like, yeah you could do a solo here and it would make sense yep. especially the kind of solo that he plays is not super normal it's got some repetitive riffs and some stuff that the other guitar player does with him too at some times but i mean it's only i think only album type bands mm-hmm. can really do that kind of thing where it's you're look taking a look at their catalog rather yeah. than just individual songs where like uh, you like know, that a pop song type could song. not be a pop song. Yeah, it's way too right. weird for right. that. You exactly. Know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it was the single for the album, or at least one of them. But that's still not to say yeah, that yeah, it did yeah, anything yeah. like yeah. a single would, as far as you know, being a pop thing. So yeah. it's I mean, like where you can look at a whole discography and pick out like this song had a solo in the same way as in a song you would pick out this part of the song is a solo, you know, like it stands out from the rest of the song. So similarly, this is just standing out even more so from, you know, the rest of the discography or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's super interesting. And then we've got, um, so we've got one listener submission this week. Uh, let's play that real quick. I'll get, so this is from Wyatt Lampley, one of my good friends. 
And uh, so here's here's what he wrote. The song is What a Horrible Night to Have a Curse by the Black Dahlia Murder. Um, I asked him, hey, you got any favorite guitar solos? He sent me like, like 12. And I was like, so you feel like it's for a listener submission. Yeah, it's, uh, it was, I was like, it's for a listener submission so that you can just uh, turn in one. And he was like, oh, here's this one then. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. So here's, here's what he said about it. He said, it's not the most technical, advanced, or impressive solo by far, but the way it works in the song makes it killer. The solo really adds something special to the song. It's short and sweet and sits in the groove in a way that feels natural, interesting, and adds to the composition and groove of the track overall. It's especially impressive given death metal's proclivity to wanking guitar <laughs> solos that seem to be slapped in the middle of the song because it's really cool to play first. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's what he said about it. Hey, we can, uh, yeah. yeah, we can take a listen to it. And... It's almost like he heard the rest of the song. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here it is. So the irony there is, yeah, the irony, I think, listening to it is that obviously goes to show how much death metal my friend Wyatt listens to. <laughs> Just because, like, I like think that's it, restraint. I, right, yeah, exactly. But it's true. I mean, yeah, as, yeah, for sure. within the genre, 100 percent, like yeah. the because there were parts where it wasn't, where it was just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Sweet typically thing. a death metal guitar solo would be just that just the whole yeah. time. Sweet. So and listening, it's I mean, you can't hear because he mentioned that it fits into the groove and the composition of the song overall. And so I did. I mean, obviously, I listened to the full song a couple times, <laughs> and it does, you know, like that like fits in kind of with the groove yeah. yeah overall i mean obviously just kind of blast beats at that part but <laughs> earlier on it's not really yeah and so so there is something to be said for that but yeah what, i don't know what are you guys thoughts uh i okay now i've said this before i'll probably say this many many more times um i don't I don't know if there is a groove in that song. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. I just from what I hear, based on what I know, which you could argue is very little about, you know, heavy death metal music. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that? But that's the thing. Is like I don't even know what genre of metal that is. To me, I think that's that's death metal. Mm-hmm. Like, is that right? Yeah, I think that's fine. To yeah, say he's that. the band is, the band is called the Black Dahlia about? Murder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna assume it's death metal. Yeah. yeah. So. That's the thing to me is like, yeah, it, I do agree. That is a restrained guitar solo for that genre of right, music. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's it's a restrained song. That doesn't yeah, mean that right. it's like it still seems it's not a wink fest. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's not everyone showing how virtuoso they are. It's but it still is. It's everyone playing as fast as yeah. they can. Yeah. Uh, maybe not as fast as they can, but too fast to comprehend <laughs> any sort of like goodness in the song to me. It's like, <laughs> it, no, I, 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 I get that. Like, blast beats to me never feel like they fit in a song very well. And that's There's, just like, I listen to yeah. a lot of hardcore, a lot of metal, and every time I hear like a blast beat section, mm-hmm. it's always like, I don't know where the beat is anymore, actually. Like, yeah. I know when you're hitting this, and I understand that this is like a trope, but it's yeah. not something that I super enjoy. And yeah. so, 
that's it's it's hard for me to get past that because like I I totally get the guitar solo is like you're saying right mm-hmm. it is pretty restrained it's a it's a part that I could play actually yeah. <laughs> you know uh, but the blast beats happening behind it lo- it loses a groove hmm. to me in the in that moment yeah. just because the drums could do something that would complement that better rather yeah. than just like you know yeah, yeah exactly like there could always be more uh, and that's totally us picking solo. apart the, the drum part <laughs> over the guitar solo part like yeah but that just goes to show like you you can't have a guitar solo and everybody just do whatever they want right uh, well no i just you know, i think I it's it's hard to distinguish what's happening in the mix mm-hmm. yeah in a song like that it, everything everything is right there in the forefront like yeah. there's uh, you know the drums aren't any quieter than the guitar uh mm-hmm. The guitar has really no effects other than like distortion. Yeah, like right. that's that's what the guitar has. Uh, that's what the bass has. That's what the drums have. Like it's blast beats on the drums. I I know what a blast beat is. I know yeah. <laughs> I've heard that so many times in so many metal songs yeah. that I don't know. It, and I guess if I had to summarize death metal as a whole and like not not even melodic death metal, but yeah. just fast blast beat death mm-hmm. metal like that, I would say that to me is phase music. It, hmm. it, by which I mean that's a phase that people go through yeah. and actually grow out of. And I, that's not the yeah. kind of music that seems to stick with people. Yeah. And I like this is just my opinion. Please do not why do not <laughs> take any offense. Please. Yeah, I totally have kind of an opinion on that, and it mm-hmm. it doesn't line up exactly with that. But I, I kind of get what you're saying. Uh, but just to say, like again, I I really like metal and I really sure. like hard, hardcore, mm-hmm. and, I, and I especially love. Like animals as leaders, yeah. and John, and and that whole like really clean prog rock that's yeah. happening right now, I super enjoy. But they don't play a lot of blast beats, right? Sure. Yeah. There's kind of reason, or when they do, it's like it's for a, a specific effect as yes. as they like fill into something yeah. else, and which that, I really that appreciate to be so that. much more yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. like because you can do that, but if it's you know, I, I kind of make fun of all the remains for yeah. doing that. <laughs> or, you know, like yeah. I'll listen to the like the the fall of ideals by them uh-huh. as a whole. Twice a year, maybe. I almost just, just to like yep. experience it and be like, yeah, I liked this in high school, but that's the only reason. I almost, I will say, just as a quick side note, I almost picked the guitar solo from the air that I breathe. Oh yeah, because that one legit is a really good guitar solo. Or at, it used to be my like one of my favorite guitar solos. And not I mean, so obviously, much anymore, all the rights has some really good guitar yeah, parts. Yeah. But but I mean, like their music is so comically tropey. Yes, right. That it fits so hard into that genre of like. And, and I mean, I get it. Like, you know, yeah. if you're trying to do a thing and you and you want to sell records, for yeah. sure, do that thing. But it's just, especially coming out of that phase, I, I don't want to listen yeah. to that anymore. Well, it's, yeah. uh, there's there's elements to and where not to bag on this so no, like, yeah. I feel like we're just staring at a part. Yeah. No, I mean, I think really. it's, we're extrapolating on bigger things than yeah. it, too. Yeah. I mean, because there's an element similar to, um, to uh, August Burns Red. Yeah. Um, yes. In the sense that, like, there's... A lot of technicality there but it's not necessarily super um musical and you know i mean just the fact that everything's on a quarter note or an eighth note or there's like nothing synchronized there's nothing like syncopated about it which yeah. you know if, but again with it being a blast beat like it would be hard to do that and have a yeah, if I were a guitar group, player exactly. and a drummer was doing that yeah. i would have to do the simplest possible thing to not lose my place yeah, yeah. right right yeah, so uh, anyway. I don't know. So those are our thoughts on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, whether yes. you want it or not, they're there. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I think it's yeah. healthy to talk about differentiating yeah. opinions. Yeah. Differentiating. 
Uh, look that up in the newest <laughs> dictionary this year. Yep. And Matt, you had a, a listener submission, sort of? I had a listener submission, uh, kind of, sort of. Um, I reached out. Uh, a good friend of mine from back home in Virginia uh, sent me these exact words, and this was not planned at all, I promise, and he does not have similar music taste to me in a lot of ways. <laughs> Uh, but this is what he said. I'm not much of a solo guy myself, but there is something to be said uh, for a raw, untamed, and uncut guitar solo from Mr. Jack White himself. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear the song Ball and Biscuit blast off into the, into the Jam Like Grizzly instrumental, I lose my mind. Uh, and that's, that's from true. Nolan. And you're like, whoa, me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, you said it was from Nolan? Yes, that's cool. from a good friend of mine back home, uh, Nolan. Uh, so the, pretty much the same exact thing I said. <laughs> yeah. If you want more like really good Jack White solos, Icky Thump has a lot of really great songs. Well, I will say, like even the song Icky Thump, however you might feel about the singles <laughs> off their albums, yeah. has some really good solo breaks. Yes, it does then. for sure. Uh, guys, should we take a break and then come back and do uh, yep. the rest? Let's do it. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. We've still got a little bit more after this break here, but just wanted to take a second to point out that this is where normally in the show we would be plugging some kind of music. So that would be specifically music from the listeners as opposed to just what we've been listening to. We would love to hear what you guys have got to show and to share. So if you could email us at joyouseclectic at gmail.com, this would be kind of the spot where we typically put in some of those plugs um, or that promotional side stuff. So, yep, thanks so much for listening, and uh, I'll kick it right back into gear here, and hope you're having a great time. Hey, everybody, we're back. Uh, well, we recorded a, a segment that's a little game segment, and my computer crashed. So we're not going to air that today, but <laughs> moving forward... sort of lose the, the main <laughs> point of it. Yeah. yeah. the answers now. <laughs> yes. Question and answer is less interesting when, yeah. you know... That's, That's okay. We're going to bring back that segment next time. And it um, really was a lot of fun. Yeah. You should have been there. For the record, we'll, we'll keep the record in any case. Matt got, I think, uh, two full points, and Chad yeah, got like .5 points. Point. Yeah. 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 So, see, this really actually point. saved me. I think I orchestrated this with my mind so that people don't know how little I know about modern pop music. <laughs> or classic pop music or as well, apparently. classic pop music. Yeah. Or general pop music. I'll, uh, the brief overview was I tried to get them to guess Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson with some hints and uh, some other ones that I forgot off the top of my head. And Sync by uh, NSYNC. Yep. Yeah. And uh, something the by the Raconteurs. Yeah, uh, Con- uh, Consoler of the Lonely. Yes. Yes. And it was songs that came out 10 years ago, or song or album that came out 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and 30 years ago, respectively. And, uh, yep, so there you go. So that was that, but uh, we'll keep going with that yep. moving forward next week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, welcome back, and we've got we've got another thing to talk about here. Yeah, so uh, this week's uh, topic talk, I guess, is our, our title for it. Or for for now, at least. Yeah. Uh, each week we're going to try to bring you guys just a general topic uh, within the realm of this fun little thing called music. <laughs> uh, that we'll discuss about, talk about. That, uh, that is like a pet peeve phrasing of mine. This little thing called Thing, which yeah. is ironic because I had a band my side project band in high school was called A Little Something Called Boo. which the whole point was like have you heard of A Little Something Called and then it would be like no because you know that's how people yeah. would yeah. phrase it yeah exactly so it was uh, 
Uh, I mean, that, that was fun, but I hate when people sing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this little you thing mean, called life. That's murder. Yeah. way too much in that time. Apparently, yeah. I guess. <laughs> or I just have, like, this high, I really care about it for me, and I have ownership over it, and, like, you yeah. can't So how do you feel that. about the Queen song, Crazy Little Thing Called Love? Honestly, not great. I like the song. Not great. But <laughs> the rest of that sentence. Crazy Little Thing Called I don't love the phrasing of it personally, but that's okay. Keep going with what you were saying, anyway, Matt. Yeah. So, uh, crazy little thing, and then crazy little thing. Uh, we're gonna talk about this little thing. No, uh, yeah, every week we're gonna try and come up with, like, a broad subject to kind of narrow in on, uh, share everybody's opinions, uh, and we want to hear your opinions, too, uh, listeners at home. Uh, this week, we thought it would be very fun to talk about the resurgence of physical music, uh, vinyl specifically, uh, and maybe CDs even, uh, versus digital music, uh, how most of us probably consume music now. So I think that's a very interesting topic that you could talk a lot about uh, that people would probably argue about. But we're about. not. That was it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. bye now. <laughs> uh, no, I, so, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off here in just saying... Growing up, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed physical media. Like, I, mm. and I, I would say that I still do. Like, I love having a CD. I mean, lear- uh, learning guitar when I was really young, like there was something magical about like getting a CD and reading the 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 album notes mm. and the mm-hmm. like guest stars and you know who played on what track and all the people that they thanked and and stuff yeah. like that. And there was there was something to knowing who played on what. Was that stuff that you'd like read growing up mm-hmm. and stuff as well? Yeah. So. No, I would like have the album and then, you know, whether it was before or after I listened to the album, I would sit there and like actually open up the little booklet and Mm. honestly not really look at the lyrics as much as I looked at like the album notes, like the production information, who mixed what, who did what for Mm. the album, who played Mm -hmm. what instruments on said album. And that's something that I still really value. And, um, you know, I... we we can't really get away from the fact that digital media is here to stay like it's so convenient (laughs) there's just a level of like i pay you know 15 bucks a month for me and my wife to have spotify Mm -hmm. and when new music comes out i don't have to pay for it it's so much cheaper i just get it it really is but it when it when it comes to something that i really really value and want to like hold and enjoy the artwork of you know like explosions in the sky has an album that you get the vinyl for it and it's not just that it opens and you pull the vinyl out it's like you open it one way and then it folds out again and folds out again and it's this huge thing that's way more impressive to behold than just the like you know looking at your phone barely an inch phone screen album artwork that it is explosions in the sky in particular has some beautiful album art for sure yeah and the album leaf too i mean it's like it's not just we found something trendy and we kind of, it, but it's like somebody that we know painted this lovely picture that yeah. we really enjoy. Well, that's the thing is, especially about vinyl in particular, like I, I jumped on the vinyl craze oh, for in, sure, in college, yeah. <laughs> uh, like late high school, college. I mean, I was all about that. And I'll admit at the beginning, like a lot of people, I did it because it was trendy and it was, <laughs> it was the cool thing to do. Like you weren't a real music fan unless you had it on vinyl. And I... I still buy vinyl. Uh, I buy the albums that I know that I'm going to love for a long time mm-hmm. or an album that I've newly discovered and I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but that's about, like, I'm not just, I, I don't just buy records that are there. But uh, one thing that I do use, like, one judgment call that I that I used to, like, 
determine how I'm going to buy vinyl is is the album art itself. Like mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, even if it's a record that you know the music is like it's good, but you know I, I'm not going to listen to it forever. Like I'll just pull out a record sometimes, just admire the artwork. Totally. I mean, because yeah. it, there's there's obviously a lot of great album art out there mm-hmm. and a lot of like great sleeves too. And you yeah. can pull out, you know, sometimes you'll get like a poster that like a full yeah, out yeah. poster <laughs> in there, or sometimes like the vinyl itself has a piece of artwork. Yeah, right? exactly. At least one of the album leaf albums. The, the fourth side of the record, essentially, mm-hmm. like the D side, instead of having music on it, it has like an etching of... Are you talking about Earth is Not a Cold Dead Place? No, that's Explosions in the Sky. The oh, okay. Album Leaf is a band. Oh, okay. Uh, I have their album, uh, the cor- A Chorus of Storytellers, and the mm. fourth side of that has just like one of their logos that's really for neat. it. Yeah. And it's really neat. And, or, uh, probably like, sounds like garbage. <laughs> yeah, I know. If, if you played it through it probably sound really bad. I, I asked because that, that album, uh, Earth is Not a Cold yeah. Place, the, the side D on that album, too, it's a it's a double record. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of like, it's, it's not music, it's like a... It's like a piece of art on yeah, the back, like, yeah, a, no, it's like a, a fire, etching, fire etching yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. so I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Go yeah. for it. Um, I well, so I mean, we have a record player and we listen to records and stuff. So, but more a little more broadly, just for physical versus digital, um, I I'm there's so many facets to it. I would love to see the future <laughs> <laughs> and know what because some arguments I've heard against um, you know listening specifically or having most mm-hmm. of your collection be digital. In the sense of Apple Music and Spotify or whatever, yeah, is yeah. like, well, you don't have anything like really own it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and all that. Blah, blah, like, what happens if all this? True. What happens if Apple Music stops being a thing? Then yeah. I've paid 16 bucks a month for, you know, said number of yeah. months, years, and then you don't decades, have access to it anymore. And then ever. suddenly I'm, you know, 64 and want to listen to the album Leaf or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. and I can't um, unless I go and spend a lot of money to repave my whole collection yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah that's possible yeah i also don't know if that's pos- probable yeah. or likely or gonna happen or not so yeah. that's it's that's more of a curiosity so that's one side of looking at it um my backgrounds of listening to music like in high school you mentioned limewire earlier um <laughs> yeah and my logic for it was was this that uh, I I tried to con or I did convince like as somebody back in the day of like yeah it's fine to pirate music because um, then more people listen to the music and then more people will go to their shows and that's really where they make most of their money uh, yeah. which is what uh, yeah I uh, so I understand there's lots of faults in that from a high school perspective that totally makes sense yeah, yeah. right well, so you don't have any money to yeah. spend on that yeah. right. so and yeah, they didn't pay money to make that. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't, you know, need to make a living no, to be able to no, make no, more no. of their anything. So, but that was that was what you know. I just would download stuff, and I still have stuff on my library where uh, less so now because I have Apple Music and I've just switched it out. Yeah. But I definitely had stuff where a guy had obviously recorded the out from his computer into yeah. the in from his to his yeah, computer yeah, yeah, yeah. and got like had clicking noises all throughout yeah, the recording yeah. of that song. And I, there's still records to this day that I love that I do not know that there's two songs on that record that I that weren't on LimeWire or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, the, so. Really, the really interesting part of that is, like, I totally grew up with LimeWire, yeah. like, being a factor, but I learned very early on that, like, the recording quality of the songs that I got yeah. from LimeWire were so much lower than yes. what I could I did not like care in high school or, or no, which well, is the funny that, thing. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. It's like, I think intrinsically to my brain... 
like I didn't have the the technical ability or knowledge to know that it yeah. was that as much right. better as it right. was. Yeah. But I knew that there was a difference and I I didn't like that. Yeah. Like there's there was a facet of my brain that was like you are listening to a subpar product and you definitely want the better product. What sucks is I still have, I mean, similar to the clicking thing and the songs that people recorded, I, for a long time, again, up until Apple Music and whatever, I had songs that I wanted to maximize space on my iPod. And so I had moved them down from being 192 kilobits per second, which wasn't, which wasn't (laughs) great by any means. For me, it was like 128 still sounded completely fine. 116, I was like, I don't know about that now. That sounds kind of crappy. But like pretty much most of my library, I bumped down to 128 kilobits per second, which if you don't know anything about audio stuff, that's totally fine. And that just will just sound like a number to you. But going back listening now, like there's, I I didn't realize that um, the song "Suck Out the Poison" by He Is Legend sounded as good as it does because, <laughs> it, like, also the track that I got from LimeWire was so bad in the first place, and then I compressed it, and it was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. it's really bad. But um, yeah. So I mean, just the background there was you know very digital, but for the purpose of now I can listen to so much different stuff and try out all this stuff, yeah. and so that's still some of where I'm at. Where like I think my ideal would be that I test out as much stuff as I can by Apple Music or Spotify, or you know listen to it so that artists are still getting the money from that, albeit not much. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, yeah. I would imagine uh, I, I would be curious as it's to know really how much overall. To think, like, uh, I'm I'm definitely on the fence when it comes to Spotify. Yeah. Now I will say Spotify is probably my main intake of music nowadays yeah, because sure. when I'm at work, you know, it's so easy just to put on mm-hmm. the Spotify app. Like I said, coffee shop, man. It's super easy. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm always on that fence of you know I I know how much the artists are getting paid. You know I've yeah. talked to people and I've I've read online the people you know like local musicians that put their stuff on Spotify. Yeah. It's not they great. get <laughs> you know ten thousand plays and they've made like a dollar fifty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just thinking like. Yeah, okay. So I mean, I'm paying you to like you're you're making money off my listening, but you're not making anything. Right. Like you're yeah. not making anything yeah. substantial at all. So I I I tend to sit in this like medium between the two cuz I understand yeah. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I, I wholeheartedly get it. Mm-hmm. Um but I also get the convenience factor. Yeah. So for me personally, like if I cuz there is something to be said for being able to try a product before you've feel like you want to pay more money for it Mm -hmm. um and i feel like that is the service that spotify is giving me Mm -hmm. i'm paying money to be able to get a dose yeah a demo demo. essentially yeah Yeah. no it's like i'm gonna pay money to be able to like sample these products before i want to spend more money on them because there's a facet to like when i was buying cds growing up where you might spend $15 on a cd and be like man i really don't actually like the rest (laughs) of the cd i like this one song I don't like the rest of the CD. Yeah. And then you're just out $15 yeah. and who knows the difference. Mm-hmm. But now I can listen to a whole album and be like, this is a really good album. Mm-hmm. I want to go out and find the the yeah. vinyl version of it or I want to find the CD yeah. so I can get a wave file for it to make my own. Here's the question or wave files, with you know? that, that that I wonder too, and this is just kind of more food for thought. At what point does the bar get raised to where I had a thought and I'm forgetting my words already, <laughs> but, um, well, I, man, there's so many different sides of this. For sure. Maybe you would have, you know, bought a record and uh, because you don't love it, 
but you would give it more of a shot because yes. you know because yeah, you have it. It's like here thing. we go. Like yeah. I mean, I've got this, so like might as well try it out. You know, it, yeah. as opposed to like with Apple Music and Spotify, like I can really just try to find perfection and get that perfection by trying out a billion different things um well but see i already get that side of it because like (laughs) because i know that there are artists that i really like yeah when they put out a new album right i'm not going to enjoy it the first listen yeah Yeah. every time death cab puts out a new album (laughs) i tell myself you have to listen to this like even their newest album kintsugi i I loved kintsugi but like man on first listen no not on first listen and that's what i'm saying like if i I, artists that i absolutely love like death cab is unarguably my favorite artist of all time and their that first listen of Kintsugi is, I don't love it as much yeah. as Transatlanticism, which yeah. is hard criticism because <laughs> yeah. what the f- could ever compete with like That's my favorite album of all time, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. you know? And so you have to listen to it more than once. Yeah. Uh, and and I know that about stuff, and so I will give it the benefit of the doubt but of like so four more listens. But there are some stuff like. The Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Fever to Tell. Uh-huh. I like about three songs off that album. I've listened to it numerous times. Yeah. I still can only take about three songs yeah. off that album. Well, I think we're so conditioned now as a culture to listen to, to an album one time and decide if it's good enough for right. us. Yeah, that snap judgment. I yeah, hate this like, Okay, it, I, you know, and, and, and especially with apps like Spotify and Apple Music, when the next button is right there, mm-hmm. like, we, we have all the choices in the world to just listen to 30 seconds of a song Mm -hmm. and decide whether or not we like it and then move on. And that's so sad because I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of doing that. If it's an artist that I'm already on the fence about that maybe somebody recommended and I know of them and I'm like, I, I know it's not going to be for me, but somebody's, you know, like, no, they're really good. I'll give 30 (laughs) seconds to a minute of one of their songs and decide whether or not I'm going to continue. And that's so sad. And people have to specifically say, like, no, but seriously, like, listen to the whole thing. This, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. okay. But that's the thing is, like, they're Such right. Like, yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. I tell people, like, no, you can't just listen to one song. Like, yeah. You have to, like, like uh, the, the the Wilco album that I had yeah. earlier. There's not one song on there that I would recommend, like, hey, Absolutely. check out this yeah. one. And yeah. Then, like, it's it's a full album thing. Yeah. And there's yeah. so many albums like that. Yeah. Where, you gotta listen to the whole thing because yeah. it's an experience, well, and, and that's that's that speaks so much to the way that I consume music, anyways. Because like I love listening to albums. Yeah, I right. don't necessarily yes. listen to Same. singles a lot. Yeah, and I mean like so, Spotify put out this thing uh, this past December that was like you know your your, your end of the year, yeah. your top yeah. songs of the year, or just like how you listen <laughs> to music. Yeah. One of the parts of that, one of the parts of the analytics that they provided to us was how many songs you skipped. Yes. Oh. Out of the like 14,000 songs that I listened to or mm. times that I listened to songs, I skipped like 40 songs. Yeah. <laughs> Which is absurd. Yeah. But that speaks to how I intake yeah. music. Like I don't get halfway through a song and decide I want to go to the next thing. Yeah. Right. Mm. I listen to a whole song and say, well, I don't really want to continue this album or I'm going to choose to listen to something right. else. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, I don't skip songs typically. If I yeah. listen to an album, I'm going to listen to the whole thing and then decide, this isn't really for me necessarily. Yeah. Or I can see some redeeming value. Like, I understand why people would like this. I don't want to listen to it anymore. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's not usually like, I mean, at this point in my life, if I'm going to pay for a vinyl, yeah. I'm not usually going to be like, 
I wish I hadn't paid for that. Yeah, vinyl. right. I, I'm usually yeah. going to be like, well, you know, I, I'm going to justify. Yeah, yeah. Even no, if you absolutely. don't like it, yeah. you know, I mean, like you're going to justify to yourself paying the money for yeah. it. Absolutely. Well, here's the question. So, like, if if the ideal, let's say, is you get to listen to as much music streaming wise as possible, and then at some cap of listening to whatever, I, you know, and mm-hmm. that's part of the, what the question is going to be. Um, like, when would you therefore actually buy that record? You know, because obviously okay. you're not going to so, buy every record that you listen to. Sure. Yeah. But is it like after three listens that okay. I enjoy? Can I say something? Go for it. Okay, so this yeah. ties in really well to this. Yeah. Because I absolutely tailor the vinyls that I buy to the mm-hmm. type of music that True. they are. Yeah. Because for me, not all music works on vinyl the same way that it does digitally. That's Do you true. buy CDs anymore out of curiosity? Uh, my car w- doesn't play CDs. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, so my car does. My, C- my car yeah. still has like a six yeah. CD change. Actually, that's really true. My good. car does. My wife's car does Like but. in the last year got a cassette player that uh, would let me hook in an aux cable so yeah. that I can listen to podcasts. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah it's absolutely hey, we're on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're we're on a podcast. podcast. I'm talking about listening to podcasts in a podcast. Whoa! Podcast. You can't do I, that. Can't do <laughs> that. No, I know. But like, so there are types of music that I think like, you know, the super technical prog rock side of stuff, mm-hmm. I can't listen to that on vinyl. Yeah. Because the, the warmth and the fuzziness that yeah. vinyl brings <laughs> does not do the clarity that, like, Animals as Leaders and Chon and yeah, Paul Shore right. and, like, a lot of hardcore music demands mm-hmm. to be able to hear everything that's happening. You just can't have that on vinyl. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I love vinyl as a medium. Yeah. But it works really well for the album leaf and, like, mm-hmm. really spacey, like, hmm, spacey, spacey <laughs> stuff like Explosions yeah, in the Sky spacey. and that sort of thing. Yeah. It does not work so well for it super intensive yeah like really i need to listen to every part of this song kind of music to me yeah no and i feel like vinyls too are the benefit of them the way that we use them at least my wife and i is usually as if we have guests or something like here's a background thing it's It's, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like i i can't say that any time i have specifically gone like i'm gonna put this record on and just sit and listen to it but i mean like i obviously love listening to music and obviously there are people out there that do that yeah and it's more of like i was talking to my boss's boss's boss whatever at work and he was like what do you think about this little vinyl thing and i was like oh yeah yeah, but he you know he's an 80s guy and whatever and um he, I mean, he's like, I love music, but I don't understand why people are going back to vinyl. And I was like, I think it's kind of an event. Like, you sort put of on a record, and he was like, that's dumb to me. Like, now I can just press it a really button. But it's different. an experience. Yeah. 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 You think of our parents, and there was such... Our appearance. Our, our <laughs> parents. And you think of the time Very that they drunk. spent, like, listening to music... And it was like a, we're going to go and listen to music because yeah. it was kind of an advent. Like yeah, they had yeah. eight tracks and then yeah. suddenly they had finals. And yeah, it was like, yeah. we can actually take home bands. Yeah. It's kind mm-hmm. of a crazy idea. Yeah. We're just so oversaturated with the fact that we can take all of the music that we've ever heard mm-hmm. home with us. Mm-hmm. We have these two inch devices in our pockets that have everything we've <laughs> ever heard of, which is just buck wild yeah. compared to they could buy vinyls. And they don't understand why we have all of this availability. Right. Why would you go back to vinyls? Well, because it makes it more of an event. Yeah. yeah. It makes it more of it's like... more intimate. We're, yeah, no, absolutely. It's a... We're going to have a connection with what we're listening to. Mm-hmm. And and the way that I've interacted with vinyl is we're going to put on a vinyl and it's, it may be background noise, but even yeah. so, it's we're picking the music. Yeah. We're saying we're going to listen yeah. to this 
album specifically, mm-hmm. and we're going to listen to it in its entirety, generally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is more than a lot. Like, I mean, if I go somewhere and they have a Spotify thing open, they've created a playlist. Yeah, and it's exactly. a bunch of selected songs. Yeah. No one's like in, yeah. in a crowded space uh, at a party or whatever. No one's putting on like an album on Spotify. Yeah. they're putting on a playlist yeah. or like you know your Discover Weekly or Absolutely. or just a generic yeah. thing of a bunch of different artists. Like, no one's putting on just one artist to listen to. Yeah, no, for sure. I've never had that experience, ever. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'll do it because I I love the album. Totally. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Well, and part of that's because you're also trying to, a lot of times, like, kind of, at least myself, sort of, like, show off what I listen to. Not show off exactly, but, like, like, I mean, honestly, sort of like what we're doing with this podcast, where it's like, check out my taste. Yes, (laughs) some of that, you know, where it's like, uh, do you like me as a music (laughs) listener? But, but doing an album, I mean, like, that's it's a lot more intentional like mm-hmm. hey this thing's good let's listen to this mm-hmm. and with a and big crowd of people not, it's like, not a fish. just focusing on that yeah. it's still happening in the background yeah. Yeah. and you're still kind of absorbing it just in the environment that you're in and I, and I think that's fun yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. just a part of our culture that we've kind of lost mm-hmm. over time as we've moved to the digital mediums and the yes. sound bites of small songs at a time is just there was a time and that people shared songs mm-hmm. and people shared music that they enjoyed and that affected them. And we don't really get that as much as a culture anymore. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Lord of the Rings <laughs> lately. And so like they, they talk about songs in such an interesting way because they, they sing about things. They sing about things that are happening. Frodo mm-hmm. brings songs that he's written about sure. Gandalf right after, you yeah. know, the, the bridge of Casa Doom and I'm a huge nerd, but like, <laughs> no, 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 I please. mean, it's, it's such an impactful thing for their society to write mm. songs and to share songs that tell stories. Yeah. And we don't get that anymore Yeah, in the, like, I just need a soundbite. I just need something to confirm my like daily ethos as a, like, I'm a powerful individualistic mm-hmm. person mm. that mm. To, to put on a record is like, Let's sit down. Let's listen to this. It's yeah. something that I enjoy, and I think everybody will enjoy. And even if we don't pay a hundred percent of our attention to it, it's still an experience that we're having together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's also something to be said about uh, CDs as a brilliant mix between those two. Oh, things. for sure. Um, because like I, I can take a blank CD, take my digital music, make it into something physical, yeah. mm-hmm. and. But now, now I can have that experience. I can yeah. put it on a CD player and say, like, here, here's the things I've been listening to. It's still a physical mm-hmm. thing, or I can write something on it in a sharpie and give it yeah, to somebody yeah. as a gift. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many bird CDs are in my car sitting outside. Right. Oh, yeah. I have so many, because my like like as you said, in the last year, I got a cassette player that gave me yeah. a, an yeah. aux cable, like. I, I I really do, and I'm sorry I'm talking so much. I have so many opinions <laughs> on this subject. Just uh-huh. like I love physical medium, and I I really do think that CDs are the greatest intersection between fidelity mm-hmm. and like physical artistry. Because yeah. you you still get that physical product, you still get a book that teaches you about like what happened mm-hmm. in this record, what who played on it, what influenced it. But you also have the wave file format that like mm-hmm. this is the greatest fidelity you're going to get. And I, I like legitimately after I learned about MP3s versus wave files right. and which like the kind of fidelity you get, I took transatlanticism, yeah. put it into an MP3 from the CD and put it into a wave file, hmm. put them both in my car, yeah, and A B'd trying to find like see if I could even tell the difference. And I could, and that was an eye-opening moment for me of like 
there is actually something happening when you mm. put something into an mp3 it actually loses some clarity and i can perceive that and i'm more <laughs> sad as a person <laughs> now knowing that what a mistake you made <laughs> i know like i'm oh, so man. sorry it's true but, i mean yeah that's yeah. it is something that sucks because yeah some old songs or whatever that i have and i don't well i mean i guess again i've got all of it now on the internet that well, i can yeah, find yeah. on apple music or whatever but and like Some I sing all of that, I still listen to Spotify. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah, still yeah, enjoy yeah, Spotify as a medium. Yep. But it's it's just different. And, yeah. and I, I really do value CDs and I hope CDs never actually stop being yeah. produced. Because yeah. like I said, they're they are they are in my opinion the greatest intersection mm-hmm. of fidelity meets physical medium. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wish that they were bigger, but <laughs> you know, just just to get that vinyl sized yeah. Yeah, you know, it's artwork a and everything. But... Packing up vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and this isn't something we have to go into right now. But um, just another interesting side of all that is is the artist side, as far as supporting the artists and whatever. Which yeah, we don't really sure. talk. I mean, this yeah. is yeah. you know, as a consumer, I it's a lot easier to just have Apple Music and just do that. And especially if that never goes away, and I'll always have access to something like that. As a consumer, that is by far the easiest thing. Even oh, if I'm investing sure. $16 a month for you know the rest of my life, mm-hmm. uh, I don't have to pick and choose which albums I get to listen to. I can yeah. listen to everything I want. Yeah. But yeah, the artist side is an interesting kind of caveat to that. Um, that I'd be you know interested to get some more opinions on on, on that end. And yeah, obviously they make a lot mm-hmm. less money from that than if everyone were to buy their CDs. But the question is, in this day and age, if you got rid of Apple Music or whatever and Spotify. Would people buy CDs again, or well, would people just pirate it again? You know, right. like, yeah, exactly. That's, well, and and I think you you look at the analytics that they have run yeah. on that in in general, and yeah. people just don't buy albums yeah. the same way that they used to. People buy yeah. singles, yeah. yes, and and that just earns way less money than buying albums yeah. does. Well, that's why uh, the single costs a dollar twenty nine on yeah. Apple Music, and the, every the other song is ninety nine cents. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, and that's the. Obviously, we as a culture have to figure out a good way moving forward, and I think right now this is the best way, is the fact that we're all happy to pay a subscription fee to get to listen to all this stuff is is great, you know, all things considered. Um, and I, but it's not it's not perfect, but... Yeah, totally. You know. I, I really do think, like, if you actually genuinely love an artist and you are listening to their stuff constantly on Spotify or Apple Music mm-hmm. or whatever it is on any streaming service, if you really love their stuff, you have to understand... You inform artists and you inform creators yeah. mm-hmm. of what to do by spending your money. Yeah, because they are—they have to support families. They have to support mm-hmm. you know their, themselves. And if they know something is going to make them money, and they know something is artistic, mm-hmm. they're going to pick the one that makes them money. Yeah, just a hundred percent of the time. Like unless they are fine starving, right? They're going to pick the one that makes them money and can support their families. Yeah. That's just the way it works. So if you really, really mm-hmm. enjoy something like that, buy the album on a CD, buy yep. the album mm-hmm. on vinyl or whatever you can. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you treat the streaming services as a demo platform right. to yep. then inform your purchases afterwards because you have to support artists. You have to do something that shows. I'm going to vote with my money that you keep doing this thing. Yep. And if you don't do that, 
and they stop doing the thing you like, and then you complain about it, you're the worst. <laughs> like, that's just kind of yeah, it, yeah, you know? Yep. That cannot be more true. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening uh, to our very first episode of yeah. the Joyous Eclectic Podcast. Yeah. Uh, it was very long. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to try to narrow it down yeah. a little bit for the next couple weeks. Uh, go for two hours. It's definitely uh, kind of a trial run. Uh, please let us know what you liked and what you didn't like. Uh, we are going to be on all the social media platforms we're gonna be on twitter facebook instagram at uh joyous eclectic um that's j-o-y-o-u-s-e-c-l-e-c-t-i-c yeah what a good skill and please don't feel bad if you type in electric yeah autocorrect yeah probably gonna happen uh we are joyous eclectic uh again thank you so much for listening um please let us know your thoughts and opinions uh by emailing us uh joyous eclectic at gmail.com and we if you have any submissions yeah. yes Send yes them to yes there. please yeah, sure. uh it's all about the music here on this podcast and we are always looking for new music uh old music things that you like things you don't like uh we'll probably talk a lot more about things that we don't like yeah uh, in the future <laughs> and next um, week's topic too yes yes next week's topic <laughs> uh we're going to talk about the drums uh this week's topic was obviously guitar solos we're gonna talk about cool drum bits and that's gonna be our cool bits mm-hmm. so please 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 tune in for that uh until next time this has been joyous eclectic <laughs> <laughs> bam out you okay bye <laughs> okay, bye